Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 12th of whatever the fuck the month is, August 2017. Starting it off with with some daddy language, starting as we mean to go on. Well, I mean... First sentence. Yeah, well, that's Rob Kent there, he's joining me. First sentence. And also eating some cake is Zachary Burgess. Because apparently Rob couldn't wait like 20 more seconds seconds. since eating this cake. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just wanted to get some uh, live cake action, you know, add a bit of flavour to this podcast. There's some weird stuff going on with the head of your beer. I know, look at it. Is it a head? Has, does, it, does it count as a head if it's in a in a bottle? I suppose. It's got like a quaff. It's like... Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's a full-on, like... What do they call that? that, 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 that what's that, what's that, 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 like, rock and roll hairstyle where it becomes like a tube? Ah. Uh. Well, it's like a form of coif, isn't it? But not just a standard. Yeah, well, yeah, the, tu- the, that, yeah, the, the, the tube. Yeah. Yeah. Very... You normally associate with like American greaser kids. Teddy boy 50s. The, yeah. Fosters. Do they actually drink that in Australia? Probably not. Fosters. No, they drink Castle Lane. Is that right? No. I don't know. That's what the, ad- the, ad- the adults That's what the adults say. That's what the adults say. <laughs> That's what the adverts say. I have to ask my Australian friends at work what they actually drink. All right, mate. Budweiser, probably. Because <laughs> it's everywhere. Adnams. Adnams? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Carling. I don't know if they exported that far. Where was that brewed? Birmingham? Uh, I'm going to go with like oh, Man- Manchester, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, let's see if we can find out. Who was right? Wow. Uh, brewed in... It just says UK. Oh. That's no good. No. Well, it depends if it's actually brewed at Heineken UK here, which is its uh, registered address. It's actually brewed by Heineken in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Probably not, though. But who knows? It's probably just the head office of Foster's. Right, this is the Soundcast. This is the beer cast. We are here together in the Switch. In the Switch? On Rob's not-so-new comfy sofa, yeah. which is a significant upgrade, in my opinion. And it's already far too high in here, because it's you not barely had the windows open earlier. <laughs> it's just a hot day, man. It's not that hot. It's not that hot. <laughs> what is it? It was, it was pretty hot this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you were uh, running into I that. ran around seven miles before you two woke up. Ha! Uh, 20. Yeah, it's not, it's not too... Yeah, I did well. I managed to uh, sleep through all that running. (laughs) (laughs) In fairness to you, you woke up at a reasonably sensible hour of about midday as opposed to like two o'clock. Midday is the time. Still sort of just morning, maybe. Yeah. It's because I had to play some Zelda before I got up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'd do it. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) It's a part of your routine. Caffeine and Zelda. Well, yeah. (laughs) I would say so. Not on work days, though. Then it's just caffeine and work. But no. on non-work days, caffeine and Zelda. No, no tube Zelda. Uh, no, no tube Zelda. I've not done that. I, in fact, this is the first time I've taken took my Switch very far, really. Outside. But you've yeah. got, you're the one with the fancy case. I bought that so I could take it here. This is the first time oh, I've really? used it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So It's quite a nice case. Well, I think it's like the like official... Ish. Well, it has the logo on, but it's the Hori case. Or oh, okay. Right, yeah. Pretty decent. I think it's... Just grabbing it there, listeners. It's, uh, it's got quite a lot of padding going on. I don't know if it's all necessary. I mean, this thing, this flap has space for little things for games. The which cartridge is quite good. But then I guess you could keep 
But it seems like it's got quite a lot. Of, I guess it's for the. Oh, I see. Sticks. The actual get yeah the game the little game flap is actually just to I don't know I guess protect the screen kind of and the games and then leave enough room for the sticks. Yeah, yeah. I that, guess that's so. actually relatively smart. Yeah, it's quite decent. Because it makes less sense Sound when effects. they. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. My DS case is here, and I'm pretty sure. Well, my my old DS case for the original DS had like a flappy bit in it for no. No reason at all, right? Because those mm. things were clamshells. Mm. Ish. No, yeah, yeah no. Exactly. See, look, what's the, why? Why not just have my games there? <laughs> oh, it's easier the to make it like that. It's the same manufacturer as that one. Yeah. It's probably yeah. easier to just, like, sew an extra flap into the hinge rather than having to, like, sew the pocket onto the back of the actual... I mean, maybe it's just scratch protection, right? So, like, the, like if your cartridges were on the lid, could they? Yeah, I guess. Jiggle about on the actual surface of the DS. It's interesting how much bigger 3DS cartridges are compared to Switch cartridges. Yeah. Well, they're all just flashcards, right? Yeah, but this has got quite a lot of plastic around it. I suppose it's for kids and stuff. Yeah. But they, they're all for kids. I mean, that's like half the size. Well, not half, but. Well, the Switch is the Switch. The size. <laughs> Switch. The Switch. The Switch is a little less. Uh, yeah kid centric isn't it yeah I would say so given it's price tag and heft yes the 3DS cartridges were still for backwards compatibility they were as big as the DS cartridges sure yeah they're exactly the same aren't they oh right I see yeah just with the nodule on the side to prevent you from putting them in a DS yeah right okay the little catch convenient 3DS it's a dying platform or is it? Given that they, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't want you to fix it. No. Well, maybe the 3DS is. 2DS is, <laughs> 3DS is done. But 2DS might be okay. 2DS has returned with its um, sort of slightly cheap. Yeah, the, the 2DS XL. The 2DS XL, which seems to be the, the one to get right now. The non... Yeah. A, a non-3D new 3DS with, yep. with the classic clamshell design. Sounds perfect. I mean, I don't know anyone with 3DS that doesn't turn the 3D off. Well, I mean, everyone turns it off at some point, but I do. I do use mine. Really? Depends yeah. What you're playing? Yeah. Like it's completely useless in Layton, for instance. <laughs> I mean, it's there. What do you works. turn it up for? Uh, I'm trying to think. When I was playing, I think I had it on permanently when I was playing Mario, like Mario's new Super Mario Bros. Two. Oh yeah, yeah. It was on all the time. <laughs> That's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. But, you know, well, it's, it's quite nice, actually, because all the Mario stuff happens at, like, basically screen plane. So, like, you're not focusing, doing crazy stuff with your eyes to see that. It's only stuff in the background and foreground that gets the nice effect. And it's... So it's not too heavy. So how long until we get Mario Maker on Switch? Uh, I, I bet not long. I think they'll announce, they haven't announced anything. No. Though. I mean... but we've no, got... again, It took them quite a while from announcement, but, like, after... Super Mario Maker came out on Wii U. It took them quite a while to put the 3DS version out. That's true. And then when they put that version out and everyone said, this is stupid. Mm. Yeah, they have to not fall into that trap and make it decent. But they got the problem that the touchscreen is only works in portable mode. And <laughs> not a problem. And without a stylus. I'm sure that was just make it work. And it's not stylus happy, is it? You need a special... No. It doesn't like, matter for Mario Maker because you can easily fat finger a tile. I guess. That's true. <laughs> it's a lock-on grid. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think a bit of me would like a stylus for that, though. I don't think you need. I think you're right. I don't think you need it, but I think I'd like it. 
Then again, I have got one of those like pens that's got like a rubbery tip on it. But... I need to get one of those just yeah. for like uh, basically using an iPad in the kitchen when you're cooking. Because my laptop's got a stylus. Um, Your Surface? No, my laptop, oh. my, my ThinkPad, oh. has a stylus. Weird. So I wonder if its tip actually works or if it's using some other tech to tech, run it. Yeah. I could get an Apple Pencil, but I don't think I could be bothered. Mm. They're a bit dumb. I don't think I'd use it. Yeah. But... I'm trying to think. Does the pencil have any buttons on it, or does it like? It might have one button. Or does it like flip? To, 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 can you? I suppose it must have the classic flip to be an eraser thing, right? But if it uh, was, would they call it a pencil? I don't know. It probably does. Yeah, it's a stupid name of an old technology that they want to invoke, <laughs> just like they always do. Notebooks. And... Yeah. Well, they used to. They don't so much anymore. Mm. The skeuomorphism isn't as much of a thing. No, Tony, I've sorted that. It's like, I hate the shit. <laughs> yeah. Make it all white. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Make everything just disappear into a field of whiteness, like this room that I inhabit forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoy the void. It doesn't insult me on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sofas that you sit on and they seem comfy at first, but they no, don't have a high enough back that you can actually rest your head against. That was exactly why we went for this. Yes. That was the number one That's purchasing requirement. That's basically what you want. Yeah. That was the number one purchasing requirement was back, was, was uh, head, head yeah. support when, when fully lounged. Yeah. It's ideal. It's not like, head, like at least when I'm sat on it properly, it's not head support that keeps my head level. So I'm no. Still, I'm still looking down at the telly, but at least I'm not like... Uh, yeah. yeah, a ninety degree, ang- ninety degree yeah. angle to the rest of my body, staring at the sky. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want. You but it doesn't boom. look weird when you look at it. it. Doesn't look like the back is ridiculously high. No, well, it's only like well, I'd say about half a foot taller than the other one. Yeah, it's not, it's not much. Oh, it's way better than the other one. Oh yeah, well yeah, the, every aspect of this couch is better, other yes. than other than the rounded arms. It's like, I think I would have liked square arms. Right, just for cat purposes? Or? Well, the cat purpose is nice, but it's also like, I, you know, I used to just have the remotes all stashed here. Right, right, like, you just, actually just... used the arm to place things. Yeah. yeah. I'd have, like, the remotes, con- and you could balance the, the, yeah, the controllers true. on it without fear of gnome kicking them off. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Which is a clear and present danger now. Mr. President, we have a clear and present danger. Our Xbox controller is about, it's to, about to fall. No. Hmm. All right, grammar check. I've got, I've got a question for you. I don't know. Oh, this is going to be great. We don't know grammars. Well, it's more of a spelling check. Oh dear. Worse. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably <laughs> worse. So I saw a bumper sticker the other day on like a crappy old. Uh, it was either like a Fiesta or a Clio or something like that. Like, but an old, old, old one. Um. And it had a sticker on the back that said, my other car, oh no, when, when I grow up, I'm going to be a limo. But limo was spelt with two M's. And I thought, that, no. I don't think that's right. No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Unless it's referencing something else, not no. actually just a limo. I think it's just wrong though, isn't it? Limo. Limo. What, do they think it would be limo with only one M? Or It's definitely, a limo is short for limousine. Yeah, which has one M. Yeah. 
A limo. We are from the band Limousine. <laughs> There's a, the car that's parked in front of mine where I parked is a Nissan X-Trail. Right. And above where it says X-Trail on the back, it has a little skull. And I thought they were going for skull and crossbones, except it's not over the X. It's just like in the middle of the, where it says X-Trail. I was like, well, that's kind of weak. Well, the Nissan Skulk's Trail. <laughs> What, Why that, would you put a skull on your on that car specifically and there on that car? A pirate car. Because you're so anarchic, you're not going to fall into the whole pirate thing. It's like it, it was, was even, just. It was even like it wasn't even a sticker. It was like a properly like like the text. It was a little sticky out chrome, <laughs> not actually chrome, shiny plastic thing. Oh, yeah, All right, that's like, that's slightly more effort than I was expecting. Actually, it was like a like a a car badge skull. <laughs> That's not, a bit weird. Not just a decal. Like a I mean, type it could theoretically SS be like symbol. official, maybe. Maybe that's like the extreme version of the X-Trail to make it even more extreme. You have to have a skull because you can't just have another X. What, the extreme version <laughs> yeah, of the extreme trail? Yes. <laughs> extreme trailing. From Nissan. Nissan. What is the actual, the correct pronunciation is Nissan, isn't it, weirdly? I don't actually know. But we just say Nissan in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Nissan. Yeah, they say it differently in America, and probably differently again where they're actually from. (laughs) Nissan. I can can see that being accurate. Yeah, Nissan. Nissan. It's like, yeah, it's like you're referring to a person called Ni. The knights that say Ni-san. Ni, Ni. (laughs) Nissan. Oh, but then that's missing. Oh. Oh. This one falls apart. All right, grammar confirmed. Your bumper sticker is stupid. It's definitely spelling, though. Spelling. <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with the grammar, particularly. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point. Well, the grammar check passed. <laughs> spelling check failed. You don't want to be and limo. And limo. limo. <laughs> I have that problem with an, an historian. Mm, yeah. Classic. Where... No, wait, but that's right. Yeah, no, I agree. And historic is correct. Yeah, and historic day. Yeah, but, but that you t- historically disagreed with that. What? And and a sign. I think, wasn't it you? No. And the say sign- a historic. No. Oh well, no. Well, the, sure the, the reason we originally brought this up is because there's a signpost I think on the way to Woodbridge that says a historic. Right. And I'm like. But that's wrong. Are we in agreement then? Oh, yeah. that's weird. No, I, I thought, think, I think, I thought for, we're in conflict over that. I think for once we actually, 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 actually have this right. <laughs> wow, an historic day <laughs> for the salad cast. <laughs> Not only do we agree on the spelling of limo, a momentous occasion. Exactly. <laughs> Not Anne. Yeah. My name is Anne Momentous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anne Momentous. My name's, name's Anne. <laughs> and historic. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I heard a good egg corn the other day, but uh, I've forgotten oh, yeah. it. I've forgotten it. Egg corns. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. What's been happening? What's going on, Zay? Why are you looking out the window? Because it's there. Why is There's a window here. It's appropriate to look out of windows when they're available. And there is light. You can look out when it's dark if you want. Can't really see much. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this part of the challenge? <laughs> I look, look through this window long enough in the darkness. I will see something. 
maybe and gave him an achievement for night vision. It's meteors, as always, because it's August. What, seeing lots of meteors? Yeah. With August Why just does that happen in August? Because the, there's a comet trail that we go for every year mm. that still has meteors in it, I guess. Mm. You'd think they would have run out by now. I mean, that's been going on since as long as I can remember. I, mean, I guess that's only like 10 to 15 years, but... You'd think after you've gone around once, you'd just, the Earth would have eliminated <laughs> that chunk of the trail. Like, oh, I suppose. Like, scraped it out. But I yeah. guess the trail is also moving, so I guess maybe that... Yeah, the trail But do you like the trails from comets? Which direction do they move? Do they actually spew out the back? Or well, are would, they, like, travelling forwards with it just slower? Yeah, I would assume they're still on the same orbit, essentially. If they're travelling slower, they couldn't be. Well, not exactly the same, but <laughs> yeah. like a really similar orbit. It's just mm. like Kerbal, where when something explodes, all the parts more or less go in the same orbit, except not. I suppose. <laughs> Useful scientific data for Kerbal, as always. Yeah. Do you have to like, dodge your own space junk after a while in Kerbal? <laughs> well, no, because it's like space, and space is really big. It's huge, yeah. yeah. It's quite unlikely. It would take a very long time. I mean, it would take less time in Kerbal for that to become a problem because it's a lot smaller than real life. Mm. But you do well to launch as many satellites as the human race does. Yeah, exactly. So you, do you reckon anyone's actually managed to create the, the, the film Gravity and Kerbal? And like have it so there's like a like a high high speed moving debris field. It doesn't really work in Kerbal because everything past like two and a half kilometers away doesn't really have physics. <laughs> No. So you can't really create a skate beyond your very local area. <laughs> oh. What, so the debris field wouldn't orbit? If you're... Well, it would orbit, it just wouldn't be able to collide with itself or anything that wasn't where you exactly were. Oh, sure, but if you managed to... Oh, I see, right, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to make it multiply yeah. like with all your satellites. So you went to the effort of making the GPS system in Kerbal, for instance, or... And flew hundreds of missions. Pointless. I don't think you need hundreds of missions for the GPS system in Kerbal because the planet's so small you can get away with a lot fewer satellites. <laughs> if you're being accurate, I suppose. Although geostationary orbit in Kerbal, if I remember rightly, is kind of kind of high compared to the size of the planet. So it's mm. actually like you actually have to spend a lot of fuel to get there. I mean, that's true in real life as well. I guess that is true in real life. Yeah, it seems a lot further in Kerbal. Can you make your craft like? Stabilize so they stay perfectly geostationary. Or is it just? I think you probably could, but I'm not sure if you could do it like manually. You might you need to use one of the tool like tool assisted modes, like, like a mod. Yeah, one of the mods to get the very precise orbital speed you'd need to keep it exactly where it's meant to be. Mm. And that's something that is would be different in Kerbal because in real life nothing ever stays in the same place forever. <laughs> There was a stupid story in BBC News the other day, which was like, man in rural Wales gets broadband yep. from Africa. Yep. And what it actually meant was, what? it was from a geostationary satellite that was over Africa. And of course it was over Africa, because Africa is where the equator is. Yep. <laughs> like, it had nothing to do with Africa. <laughs> it was a direct line of sight from right. the satellite to his satellite dish. It's like, that's how everything <laughs> yeah, satellites work. Exactly, you idiots. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was really stupid. Did, did, we talk, did we talk about it on the Sourcast that one time I saw an article, I think it might have been in Gnome's favourite newspaper, the, the Guardian, <laughs> of about a guy discovering that you don't have to buy lunch every day. And it being like a revelation that you can make your own sandwiches and save a whole lot of money. What? Yeah. It's like, I mean, you do technically still have to buy lunch. I know. Not at no, lunchtime. Sorry, it wasn't The Guardian. This was actually on BBC News on the, on the website. And I, and I couldn't figure out if it was a joke or not because it wasn't April Fool's or right. anything like that. But it was written so sincerely that it's like, my amazing technique <laughs> for saving money Make sandwiches or buy the yeah. ingredients. Not to the be sandwiches. fair, in London that can save you a fuck ton oh, of yeah. money. Don't get me wrong; he's not wrong, but it's not an amazing new technique. No, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the rest of civilization does has that. had that forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, the comment thread for that was most most of the time. You know, comment threads for news stories are the worst place imaginable, but this one was pretty entertaining. Because I think there was a, for once, there was a single opinion in the comments thread. The metropolitan elite, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this was a thing. You can buy just cheese. It doesn't have to be between bread. You can buy just cheese and only eat cheese for lunch. That's my favorite. Wow. Could eat just cheese. Amazing. Probably could subsist on cheese. He's the type of person that probably would... Um, look at those individual craft singles or something and think, well, they've had to extract that from the bread somehow. <laughs> like some kind of... Um, like the bread is just a slag. <laughs> in the... <laughs> Great. Oh, dear. And that's where we get both the cheese and bread individuals. <laughs> you sell individually wrapped slices of bread. One day. <laughs> That would be like the next step of oh, like yeah. ridiculous sandwich assemblies, just selling each individual ingredient. So yeah, yeah. Like, I want I want this very specific kind of bread, but I don't I only want this filling and this like spread or whatever. Oh I one hundred percent guarantee M and S will do that. <laughs> like they'll just have like, like, like 3D the naked printing sandwich machines basically. Yeah, they'll they call it like the naked sandwich or something. <laughs> like make it sound sound fancy. And uh, They could have a sandwich printer. I reckon you could do that. <laughs> Well, they could just have a sandwich assembly machine. That's have, what I like, mean. Well, yeah. yeah, but like a, not what? not free like like three D printing bread no. out of like yeast. <laughs> no, no, no. But you could sort of you could brand it as a printer, even though it was yeah. basically an assembly machine. But just have it so you can just keep adding to- toppings with the or not toppings, but insides. What do you call them? Content, fillings. content, fillings. Yeah, fillings as a word with the touch screen, and you can just keep going before you decide to add the bread on top, or you can add a club layer of bread, look mm. in the middle, <laughs> and then it will just squash it. And then it squashes it. Yeah, yeah you, need a, you need a very but delicate keeps it squash. tight. Yeah, but I wonder how it like measures how many fillings you can put on it. Is it like do you get charged per filling? Or yeah, does it, or does keep it, paying. Well, yeah, but no, but surely you get to a point where it's like, okay, I don't have a box that this can fit in. Like the machine, yeah, needs, maybe. the machine needs to be able to somehow squish the sandwich into a box. What's about the vacuum wrapping cost? Yeah, vacuum wrapping. Just seal it up and then be like, you, you, you if you're going to make that. a horrible mess, you can deal with that once you, you can just, unwrap it. You them. just cellophane it or something. <laughs> or you just use the same like um, material they used to wrap pizzas in Asda. Yeah. That sort of heat stuff. Yep, I think a sandwich machine would do well. 
sandwiches by robots. Except not really, because it would get incredibly gross almost immediately. Yeah, it'd have to, it'd have, to have a special... Because there'd have to be all those like fresh ingredients in there. Yeah. But there'd have to be like just... Most of them would be pre-cut, but maybe I'm not sure you'd be able to get away with having like pre-cut tomatoes or whatever. Well, yeah. What if you get like a fairly loose filling, like if you cut up like onions or um, um, bits of pepper or something, and and it tries to sprinkle it on the top of your sandwich? Will that actually work, or 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 does everything come as like a some conjoined slab or something? Like you've just created a perfect like a craft single is to cheese. You've just created like a slab of pepper. Somehow. The most gray savage. Yeah. Most processed. Because, like, I don't know, a slab of ham is the easy bit, right? But what if you wanted, like, Branston pickle in there? Like, you have to create, like, it's where the, where the like, brown bit of the, like, <laughs> the brown bit of Branston, every part of <laughs> <laughs> All those brown bits. The, uh, where, where the, you know, the actual sauce bit of Branston pickle is just, like, jellified or... Maybe they could make it so that all the all the more liquidy ingredients come frozen and then it falls it out real quick. So well, like, that's not a terrible just lays in a slab of pickle, like a slab of butter, <laughs> and it just heats it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. I guess for some of the ingredients, it's like if it sliced it thinly enough, then they wouldn't be so much of a problem. Like you know, so it just gets a pepper and just sort of goes to cut very thin slices of it. Then I guess you wouldn't get that crunch. You can grind pepper. That's not a problem. It's more than tomato. Different problem. kind of pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah, not not black pepper. Oh, like. you mean bell pepper? Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the black Peppers. pepper would be nice. You don't have to put a slab of black pepper. No. In or worse, what if you put a slab of salt? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could like get around that by having like salted condiments or seasoned condiments. Like I, want, I don't want just mayonnaise. I want a slightly salt and peppered mayonnaise. Because, you know, Hellman's provide that. There you go. You've got your brand synergy. You can have, like, Hellman's peppered mayonnaise as an option. Peppered. Or maybe that's how they get away that away with that stuff. They just use condiments, which have got the flavour of onion in it. Or maybe this entire idea is quite flawed. Basically, we're at the point where everything in the sandwich is just paste. Yeah. <laughs> every every flavour is just a different oh, layer of paste. I don't see why it has to be so hard to oh, if you want normally. Pa- if you want pate or a, chocolate, or a chocolate spread sandwich, that's nice and easy. I guess the worst thing is, is like, what if something goes a bit awry in the sense that you've splattered some chocolate spread or something on the last sandwich, but perhaps the machine applied a little too much, so when it squidged it, like you've got a little bit of spillage down the sides. So when you're making the next sandwich, does the layer of bread that gets placed on the plate? No, you'd, no. you'd have to build the sandwich inside the container, yeah, and then in, like close the container it was already in. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely. So there, designed, Robco, get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for the news. The lunch chuffer. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> he didn't want to call it the lunch factor, <laughs> even though we know that's what they're all doing. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> or sandwich. Factor, I just thought chopper in my head sounded funny. I'm sorry, that particular occasion, lunch chopper. The double use of the ch, ch chopper, lunch. Oh, you'd say it like blind to date. You'd say the lunch chopper. <laughs> sandwich slabs. Robo Widge. Robo what? Robo Widge. <laughs> Widge? Widge. 
It's just a W I C H part of sandwich. Oh, uh, which? Whatever, which? 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 Sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich machine. <laughs> or just widges. Widwedge. <laughs> widwedge. It's a witch wedge. Witch wedge. Build a wedge. Build a build a bat. The build a bat workshop. <laughs> the bat station. <laughs> <laughs> bat station. <laughs> auto bat. Yeah, auto bat. Auto bat. Like an auto mat, but for bats. No, I'm out. I'm out, I'm out of sandwich shop names. Let's get filled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get filled. Fill her up sandwich emporium. <laughs> but then we're getting away from the fact that it's like, what? How do you, you've got to get the USP in there somewhere. You've got to get the robot sandwich machine part of the name. Fill her up robo sandwich emporium. Fill her up robo sandwich emporium. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's uh, rolls off the tongue. That yeah. <laughs> the I was trying to think of a way of saying turning vending machine into like sandwich, like, just the sandwich machine. Is there another word for sandwich that's not like roll based? Uh, what? As in, has the word roll in or? Well, yeah. Well, based the, the, on the, the, roll like made of bats. Like it's actually just normal sandwich. Normal sandwich. Mm. Not that I'm aware of. Something to do with subs, maybe. Yeah, but submarine roll is a, yeah, a roll. Yeah, it's a roll. Sarnie. Sar- Sarnie. Well, it was Arnie Sarnies in Ipswich. Yep. They had, they had the logo on the window that said, I'll be back. <laughs> they did that. Makes sense. And then they got sued out of existence. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we also had Back to the Future in Ipswich at one <laughs> Might have been the same place. Uh, yeah, no, I'm out. Was it? I'm out. I'll be back. Did they just have "You'll be back"? Um, like well. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'll be back. Sounds funny. <laughs> I'm Arnold. What do you want on your sandwich? No, we don't pull it. Pull it, Sweet God. You want broccoli? Shut up with the broccoli. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Time for news. News! What's going on, Rob? What's going on? I'm going to look over my shoulder and I'm going to tell you what's going on. Because <laughs> you can't have that note any closer than that. Corrections column. It's a question. Uh, we got back. <laughs> that was the correct. That was the correct. Last time Rob made another dumb noise. He's the one he meant to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, we, we sort of said Fortnite was out. It's only kind of out. I don't think we did say it was out, but okay. I, I think we might have done. Um, I talked about how they'd already put it up for sale. It, yeah. Cause, but yeah, it's still technically early access and isn't out till next year. Technically. Yes, and that's why it was weird that it was up for sale, as well as being free to play. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's paid early access, but I guess that's no different from normal, but I guess free-to-play games have done that in the past, where it's like, we're not quite ready for prime time, but you can pay to play it now. 
So yeah, that was my one correction. Other than to that guy's limousine spelling. There we go. Next! End of correction. Uh, let's talk about Hellblade. Which is Ninja Theory's new game. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I want to bring this up is like it seems like it's a pretty good game. It's getting fairly good critical reviews. Yada, yada, yada. I will probably be playing it at some point. I'll be so, playing it because so I will hear about it on the cast. Because I like Ninja Theory and what they do. But the good thing about this game is it's a AAA release, effectively, but it's half the price of a regular AAA game. Why is that? Well... It turns out they had a bit of a mission statement for this that I don't think they made known until like it sort of just dropped and everyone was like, wait, what? It's it's come out and it's like $30 in the US and £25 here instead of the normal 60-50. And uh, yeah, they were basically like, well, we streamlined the experience so it didn't end up being very long, effectively. So it's like we, so we didn't feel comfortable like selling it at full price. So they were like, yeah, so we made we made it's a slightly shorter game, but with AAA standards. So here you go, half price. Mm, nice. And it's just like I just think that's a real. I don't know. That's not really the done thing in the industry. I guess no. The it's, thing is to make stuff super long and charge like full price. Yeah, it. or like have to find ways of padding it mm. um, in order to perhaps justify the price a little more. And they were like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. We're just going to put it out. Or they came up with a reason for running out of time and now just having to put it out. Well, no, because apparently it is quite... It's exactly that. It's a very focused idea. And, like, it's not... Even by their own description, though, I don't think it's like... I don't think you call it, like, a super short game. It's like... Um, so some people are claiming that on hard mode it will take you about eight hours. Mm. And uh, I think I've read somewhere where, you know, some people have managed to get through normal difficulty in four um, on the on the first run, but so, you know, so it's that little bit shorter. But it seems like the majority of people end up spending about six hours on it, and it's like that's probably longer than a Call of Duty campaign. <laughs> True, you get a lot of value in a Call of Duty, though, don't you? Oh, if, if, as long as long, as long as you're into the other components, yeah, definitely. You'd be crazy to buy Call of Duty at this point just for the single player. Sure, definitely, you'd be nuts. Although, although I might do that for the World War Two game. No, it to... won't be that good. It doesn't look that good. <laughs> Maybe it'll be alright. I don't think it's hard, impossible to tell whether it looks good or not at this point because it looks like World War Two. Yeah, I don't know. Like just something about that story trailer put, teaser or whatever put me off. Well, well, haven't they? Haven't they? All they really done just show little snippets of speech that you can't yeah. really put together, and you know some things exploding. Yeah. So how can you tell anything from that? It's like a, it's, it's like <laughs> a Japanese trailer, speechy stuff, and the way it's like really, I don't know, seem like a very I don't know. Different to the old Call of Duty. Like, very American-focused, which is fine, I guess. That's to be expected, I guess. Well, yeah. not in the original Call of Duty would get that you would have British segments and, and Russian segments and all kinds no, but of stuff. Well, they were actually more than the American stuff. Uh, sh- sure, but then that was when Call of Duty was a single-player-focused experience, if you know, yeah, and they put way more true. effort into that, comparatively. Yeah. Um, whereas now, you know, I think for, you know, given... Call of Duty's criticisms for not having cohesive narratives over the year. They're like, we're just going to tell one storyline. Yeah. And not jump about all over the place, which, you know, I'm fine with that. That's, if it makes a better, better, believable, well, followable story rather than little, I'm going to, you're now going to do this campaign. You're now going to do this campaign. They don't really add up to a whole. Mm. Then I'm all all right with that. I don't think that's a problem. 
Yeah. But maybe it's a bit disappointing that they went with the Americans, but, you know, of course they would. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. It would have been better to have the Brits, obviously. But... Well, you know. <laughs> but they always do the Brits really comic. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. It so... would have been... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have been that sort of cliched Brit. Yeah. But then they could have had an excuse to make, like, this be the ancestor of... <laughs> One of the other Call of Duty British guys. Price. Oh, yeah. what, really? Yeah. To make Price and another soap or something. Well, Price was in the World War Two Call of Duty, wasn't he? Or Call of Duty Technically, but like as a name. As a name, it's not yeah. like he, that, that he was... had the best art and everything. Well, yes, but that's because he was British. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Price quite... was in it, yeah. Yeah, and there were, there were some Brits, weren't they, in COD 4? Wasn't Price... Yeah, they, it was yeah. SAS, most yeah. of COD 4. It yeah. was mostly British, wasn't it? Up until the sequels. And then they started branching out a bit more. Yeah, but COD 4 was, yeah, quite a lot of soap was obviously Scottish. Mm. Um, and then it was mostly the SAS stuff. SAS stuff. The American thing yeah, was the like, infantry, that. wasn't it? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. And, all the, and all the tank missions and, then and they night got, missions. And... and then they got nuked, spoiler alert. Oh, there was that as well, yeah, yeah. There was that small detail. That was cool. So it's like, technically it's already happened, but they could do it again. Yeah. Mm. They might just do that anyway, in this one, where it's just like the American team that you're playing comes across as some British guys for yeah, a minute. probably. I mean, those are Infinity War characters, though. I don't think they... Mm. Well, I don't know. The robot seems like the coolest character in that in the Infinity War thing. Everyone likes a sarcastic robot. Yeah. That just happened to be French this time. So many sarcastic robots. Wait, wasn't the robot in Binary Domain also French? Yeah. They might well, have nicked it. No, I think in Binary Domain you could have had more than one French robot. Yeah. Because wasn't it... Oh, I thought the, infin- the the one in Infinity was also French. I can't remember. I didn't actually play it in the end. But French robots. French robots are cool. Uh, I know. I hope it's good because, like, well, I think we, well, yeah. I think a good World War Two campaign in the modern era of gaming would be good. Could go down pretty well, yeah. If it's because Battlefield One didn't land it, it with its campaign. You know, it was okay, but it wasn't. Didn't really capture the spirit. I don't think. Well, it's good. The whole game is nothing like no, nothing like actual World War. No, yeah. And the, and the little vignettes, I think, well, they had the same problem, right? The little vignettes tried to tell little stories, which is fine, but like you don't really get invested in the whole. You're just like, oh, that's done. Move it on. Uh, yeah. Oh, COD. Somehow. Somehow we talked about COD. Even though you talk about Ninja Theory. Yeah. Oh, I can't read it from this distance. <laughs> Where's your iPad? <laughs> Esports. I mean, we've been watching the Gfinity stuff. Right? Sort of. Yeah. And that seems okay. Well done, you, Gfinity, for making a watchable esports program to, available to the masses. Congrats. Uh, it's actually being considered for as an Olympic event. Like, having just been thrown, like, thrown out repeatedly over the last few attempts, it's like, now they're actually thinking about it. Well, that would be dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weirdly not in 
I'm, I'm sort of with you on this one. It's not really in the spirit of the Olympics. To I don't me, even but... like when they have golf at the Olympics. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or chess. In a weird, chess in, a... in the Olympics. I think it has been in the Olympics. Uh, yeah, I think you might. I think you might be right. Done. Like once or something. Yeah, I'm sort of with you. I don't because it's not. I know it's a bit in a weird way. It's a bit reductive, but the Olympics is about. I don't know, in my head, it's about physical prowess. Definitely. And, I agree. And while one can argue that your dexterity with a controller is a form of physical prowess, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it's like how much, how much... You don't really see the dexterity, do you, in, a, in, in, a, in an eSport? Yeah, but now you're running into the classic problem of Olympic shooting. But that is physical. That's still physical. There's how a, is that? A... That's barely more physical than holding a control, controller. Barely, you have to point the thing. Yeah, you have to point the thing. You have to pr- <laughs> there's a there's a real life. Like, but actual fact, when you're uh, doing like the pistol shooting, you're probably moving less than if you're using a controller because you have to hold it incredibly still. <laughs> but then that's a skill in itself that you wouldn't get with a controller because you could just yeah, not push the button. Using a controller is a skill in itself that you wouldn't get from holding a gun. <laughs> this is the problem. Once you're going down the route of no, how still, physical is physical... I still think they're very different things. The ability to stay perfectly still and line up a pistol shot is very different from being able to waggle the left stick. Yeah, I agree. It's still and it's still equally not much actual physical activity. Nobody watches the pistol shooting, <laughs> but re- you know, reg- re- regardless, I, yeah, I still think that's a slightly different thing. Um, Sounds like an argument to take out shooting from the Olympics as well. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know what? In fairness, it's like I, f- I feel bad because it's like the one place pistol shooting probably gets its spotlight. But yeah, you know, unless you make it interesting and make it, I don't know, like super hot or <laughs> like have have like. A quick fire contest or something. Dude, that's the, half of the pistols you use. Oh, is it? All, all, all I've ever seen on TV is the one where they stand perfectly still for ages and then eventually pull a trigger <laughs> to try and get like a bullseye. That was all I've ever seen. They do like six in a row. It's just like pa, 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 pa. <laughs> they do it super fast. Well, that's a bit. That's way more physical though. That's way more cool. <laughs> Not really. I mean, the, the like shooting only gets cool once you get to the bigger guns. When you're doing actual like rifles, I mean not actual rifles, they're the still air gun. rifles. Oh, and the shotguns, of course, that's yeah. sort of a different thing. Play shooting, well. that's a proper sport. The only interesting one that actually is about shooting is when you get to the Winter Olympics and you get the cross-country skiing and the shooting skeet. combo. The skeet, the skeet is cool. It's such a dumb sport, but it's cool. It's not called skeet. <laughs> it's not. I thought it was. I thought that was skeet is just another version of clay pigeon shooting. Yeah. That's no, I thought cool. that was the whole point. That's why it was skeet, because you like... No, it's not because it's a combination place. of ski and something. No, it's not. I forget what the I'm what so it's actually I'm sure called. that's what it actually was. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I think yeah. it's just called a biathlon, isn't it, in the Winter Olympics? Because hmm. it's skiing and shooting, and those are the two, two sports, things. Yeah. <laughs> biathlon. Right. Might be now, but I'm pretty sure that's where it was years and years and years ago. It was not called skeet. <laughs> Because sh- like in my head, it's skeet shooting. Yeah, was what yeah. it was called. So that's like, right. You're but shooting, yeah, that's you're shooting, shooting. Yeah, I think the skeets are a different version of clay pigeons. But then why have it at the winter? This is the bit I don't understand. Why have it at the Winter Olympics if it's just shooting? 
It's not. They don't. What are you talking about? They don't have <laughs> but you just said it's just a shooting event. The skeet is. Skeet shooting. Yeah. So why is that a winter? It's not. It That's not an Olympic event in any way. Oh, you didn't clarify that. Yeah, it's not. Biathlon is, which is skiing and shooting. But I don't know if it's skiing and skeet shooting. That would be too much. Of no, it's target shooting. Target shooting, yeah. Makes sense. Does they, it? They have to lay down in the snow. Yeah. Is it to simulate not in the like snow, game hunting? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Maybe a ski is like a type of bird or something. Probably. That's probably where it came from. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Stupid bird name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, esports in the Olympics. Not a thing. Shouldn't be a thing. No. Well, as, as we've always said about this, just need to have the E-Olympics. That's, that's what all the, the needs yeah, to have. Yeah. Just make your own one and then you can have as many different vague not-sports as you want. <laughs> or actually just come up with a physical video game of some kind, like, I don't know, um, Whack-A-Mole. <laughs> Well, now, now you're talking about like basically having VR Olympics. You do all the Olympic sports just in a VR simulation of the real world. See, that, that to me actually makes a bit more sense. But you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, yeah, like you could you could do VR VR archery, sort of. Except you know, the whole thing about archery is managing the tension, but you know. Uh, Valve are making a game. They've announced a game. Yeah, a card game. Yeah, yeah, it's a Dota Two card game. Is this their like Hearthstone? Then? Yeah, I think so. Right. Well, actually, I, when I read the, when I read the report, I wasn't one hundred percent sure whether it was a video game or an actual physical CCG. But one assumes it's a. No, I'm pretty sure it's a video game. Yeah. Is this for iPad or whatever? I don't no, think they've said. The yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're making a video game. Oh, everyone's just well, people like Hearthstone. If it's as good as that, then. But there's so many card games now. Yeah, everyone has one. Yeah, but none of them as good as the Blizzard one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why. Uh, that's that's why no one cares. That's why no one especially cares about this, because it's like, we've already reached the peak. It was the same as WoW, basically. we already reached the peak, and now everyone's trying to make MMOs. But then I so. not, I'm also not 100% sure the half, that, that Hearthstone statement is sort is considered to be true anymore, because I think people are a bit annoyed with the modern Hearthstone mechanics. Like, right. the, you know, the, their own expansions have kind of messed it up, uh, and it's become less enjoyable like more random has been added more video gamey elements have been added that aren't possible like right. in a normal card game and as a result that hasn't gone down too well um and is it that hearthstone has all the warcraft characters and shit as a base so this one will have all the dota characters all the dota characters yeah yeah so maybe that means there's only 100 cards. I don't know how many heroes there are. <laughs> the 100 hero cards and then about a million equipment all cards. All the items. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, all the items and the couriers, I guess. So what's this game called again? Artifact, is what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Does that mean anything? Well, does it mean the artifacts and the items, yes. Right. You're the items of the hero heroes. Or maybe you're fighting over an artifact. <laughs> it's almost impossible. Because, you know, Gwent came out not that long ago, and did the Elder Scrolls one come out yet? I, was it Elder I think Scrolls it, must have done, it must have done, right? Because they're making an expansion for Skyrim that they announced this year. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the original one's already come out, I'm Wait. pretty sure. Wait, what? They're making an expansion for Skyrim? Oh, no, an expansion to the card game for Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant they're making an expansion to Skyrim. 
now? No, I think they're done with that game. <laughs> I don't think they are done with that game. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps coming. It's going to be on Sheikah Slate next. <laughs> That's true. But the other trouble with the with the Valve making a game is like the more you dig into it, the more it's like more people are even more disappointed. Because obviously, no one, everyone was like, "Oh, they're making a game, but it's just a dumb card game that they're just milking more money out of people with or whatever." Yeah, it isn't Steam a dumb card game? Standard procedure. But then, like, when you actually look into it, the like lead designer, I guess, is Brad Muir, the guy who moved, oh, right. who left Double Fine to go to go into Valve, mm. and this is his first game while he's been at Valve, which kind of reinforces the idea that like Valve doesn't have any people who make games left. Yeah, <laughs> he moved in there, and then he, he's like, "Now we're making a game, and this will be like his only game, and then he'll stop." <laughs> yeah. Did he move there because Tab will find up nobody or whatever and Valve have tons? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he maybe he maybe he actually thought that he could like exploit the Valve system of like letting you do what you want. Oh, like, and, and if I could move into Valve, I could actually make a game because they'll just let me do it. I can actually make whatever I want without the restrictions <laughs> of Double like, Fine. No, you're making a card <laughs> you're, game. <laughs> you're making a card game, so we'll just slap Dota on it. He he, probably, that is like, probably how it went. Yeah. Right? He probably came up with some Systems. mechanics and was like, and was like, yeah, this, so this could work. And then Valve were like, right, what IP can we slam on this? Oh, Dota's got loads of stuff that'll work. I mean, he does also like Dota a lot, so maybe he was sort of a combo. Yeah. It's weird, it's weird how that flat management structure results in no games from a games company. Because, they, you know, when they, it's all like, not long after they implemented that structure, I guess, it became not a games company. Yeah. <laughs> and then just continued to that structure from then on. In, in their defence, they do still work on Dota, right? Dota gets a heck of a lot of work done to it, and, you know, they're, 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 they're all their weird fantasy Dota that's built into the game now. You know, they are actively developing stuff. And don't forget, you know, this is a. I mean, this isn't exactly a major game, but at some point they would have had to have dedicated resources to build the lab as part of their VR initiative. And supposedly, they, they're, making, they're making three VR games, right? Supposedly, <laughs> yeah, full yeah. games. I don't know. I assume it's like the you know what they learnt from making the lab is being used for that stuff. It definitely um, is. And you know they would have had to have built all the rules themselves for how Steam VR. And some of it. Yeah, I'm not saying they do nothing. Chaperone systems would have done. You know, they are actively in game development. It's just not in, I guess, what we would normally call a triple A title. Triple A. What's double A? Triple A. It's a battery. (laughs) When did that turn triple A appear? Triple A. Why is it triple A as well, and not just you know A? Yeah. Do they just borrow it from like loans or whatever? Right. Oh, do you reckon what credit like a credit, yeah, credit yeah. raising? Huh. Yeah, that could that could happen because you essentially have to spend a shit ton of money. It was right. game that good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Don't stop people. Maybe that's what it is. Like as the you know, maybe the as you say, the amount of money you spend is exactly that. Like you know, there was a point where it was just a tier, and then it like got bigger and bigger and bigger in terms of how much money you had to put into it to make a top class game. We need more A's. Sooner or later, we'll just get S. Yeah, S rank games. It's the natural evolution. It's the S rank. G25, no S rank. Triple A plus. What else is going on? Uh, Dan used to talk about the long dark being good, and now that's out. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it was good. after 
how many years it's been since that I got fucking killed by that wolf in the power plant over and over again, <laughs> bastard. I'm pretty sure it's a couple of years yeah, since we last covered it on. I wonder if they've patched that. Probably not. <laughs> You're like, oh, this looks safe. Well, it's got story mode now. Story mode? It's got a story. Mm, okay. And then they're releasing it episodically. And there's episodes one and two are part of the launch. <laughs> so it's still not actually finished. <laughs> no, but I guess. I think they're done with the, like, the main sandbox stuff. It's like it's where they wanted it to be. And they've added the story mode, I think, as a way of introducing players to its concepts. But apparently, like, I've heard some of the logic of how things respond in the storyline is a little different in spots to how it works in the sandbox. Sometimes to be, at, you know, to get a point across, I guess, and sometimes to be introductory. So, yeah. Might have some surprises, I guess, if you go from the storyline into sandbox. Hmm. But the general consensus is, is that the sand- if you want a sandbox survival game, uh, this is the game of the moment for that. Hmm. If that's your bag, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, it was. It was one of the. Well, it was the the one that I played, so that was pretty good. Hmm. It takes a bit of use, getting used to that style of gameplay, but it's quite interesting. Yeah. Like yeah, the the time investment seems quite yeah if you fairly want, epic. If you want to actually not die and do it right, do it right, then you need to figure out how to do it, which takes quite quite a while. Mm. But experimenting and dying quite a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, game releases. Uh, speaking of game releases, Lawbreakers. Very quick mention, not really news, I suppose, except for the fact that it doesn't seem to have done very well. Like, as in, critically, people seem to enjoy it and say it's a real fun, uh, real fun arena shooter, sort of arena shooter, sort of hero shooter, um, and uh, you know, yeah, has 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 that going for it. But with the you know the speed of Unreal Tournament and the new gravity things, and it's generally quite good. Apparently, not selling. Hmm. As the player counts on Steam are very low. What, what games can you play that have a healthy player count in general? Overwatch. Oh, yeah, Overwatch. Uh, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike, yeah. You know, Titanfall has never had big numbers, but it's always been enough for me to play. Does it have enough? Titanfall 2, if you go into that. Yeah, now. I've never had a problem joining games. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Last time I picked, last time I did tinker with it you could play the main playlist but the other playlists were all empty enough where that was problematic so you can still play a game of titanfall 2 just not specifics i guess you're fine on whatever latest cod is on the console right is that the one i think most of the call of duties you're still fine right so you could play one warfare 2 and be all right you can still play black ops 2 right you can still play black ops Mm. (laughs) and be fine yeah (laughs) weird yeah, Halo. Uh, does anyone play Halo? Halo Five still fine. Uh, still fine, I believe. Oh. Still big enough to run championships and things. Cool. Um, TF2 still has some players. Filthy casuals. Um, oh, filthy casuals. Yeah, I don't think there's too many shooters that are super dead, unless we talk about Monday Night Combat again. <laughs> but God damn it. I mean, you know, even the action MOBAs are still doing well for themselves, like Smite and if you want to count those in this bracket. Like, 
yeah, like Smite, like uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Paragon, Epic's one. Don't know what's happening with Paladins or Gigantic, whether they're doing all right. Oh yeah, Gigantic came out. I should probably play that at some point. Free to play, so why not? So why not? Give it a try. It's free. Give it a go. I like its art style. Might be worth a punt. Ah, uh, No Man's Sky patch one point three. What's going on with No Man's Sky, Zeg? They're making it more like the game it was meant to be. <laughs> Very slowly. Well, that's the plan. Apparently, this one pa- year later. Apparently, this patch is bigger than the original game was. So, wait, what? In terms of what? That impl- part file size. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> it was all generated, right? Well, so. yeah, I guess. So that implies they're actually putting a lot of stuff in it. Or it's overriding, I guess. <laughs> I guess that doesn't actually mean it's making it bigger. It's um, got giant space freighters, crashed ships and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the freighters yeah. were from like one of the, one of the previous patches. Mm. But I think they weren't fully functional, really. Or at least not in the way you'd want them to be. What would you want them to do? Well, it sounds like you couldn't really control them so as directly as you'd need to actually make them that useful. Well, I know what you really need them for I guess it's from shipping the larger quantities of stuff around to make bases maybe right. hmm. or, or if you just want the hoard <laughs> the classic tactic hmm. but yeah I mean the main thing that was momentarily interesting when I watched the announcement trailer was like they said that they'd done work to like some of them graphics like the rendering of the terrain and like the different grass and different trees and stuff and i was like it does look different from how i remember it maybe Mm. but then i barely remember it (laughs) but you're not quite sure why yeah it's like it looked better i don't don't know whether i just misremembering what it actually looked like Mm. and would it actually look like that if i played it again because or was that just a fancy a particularly nice looking area that they happen to be in the classic rubble oh right yeah (laughs) i see what you mean so I guess other bullet points as they've supposedly overhauled parts of the story. There's now um, random mission generation if you need the game to tell you what to do. Um, well, I don't know if that's those. I don't know if those are necessarily part of the story though. No, random mission generation probably isn't. No, but um, uh, what else have they added? Uh, terrain defamation. More than there are walls anyway. Yeah, that other players can see. When they come visit your planets, it's like someone's been here because they've spelt the word ass yep. in hills. Exactly. Giant penises for everyone. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, was it base sharing is now a thing? And joint exploration, which is their way of saying, hey, there's some multiplayer now. Which I'm not quite sure I understand. Exactly how that functions. Well, it just means that if you go to the same place, you'll actually see the same things. Does it mean like, well, because there's some amount of seeing other players now. Is that like you have to form parties to do that? or Presumably. I mean, I would guess it's some kind of peer-to-peer server thing where it's just it's loading you into, some, into one person's version of the world so you all see the same thing. Okay. So we don't know. <laughs> but there's some stuff. I'm... Frankly, I'm amazed they've carried on working on it. What, given the negativity towards it? Yeah, them? that they didn't just cut their losses and try and 
build something new. Like, are they really still making sales off of this? I mean, I know it's on sale right now for like 60% off, but... Probably are. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Like, in the... Like, I... I, I, I kind of, you know, I don't want to wish ill on any developer, but, you know, they are, them and Sean Murray clearly didn't handle themselves well in this one, so, but... No. Uh, you know, well, I would quite like idiots them. in terms of hyping it. Yeah, exactly. I would, I, I would like them to make good and to produce something better, honestly. Uh, you know, no one wants to see a studio go under. But at the same time, this might have been one of those games that they could have just let go under. Well, maybe they, or maybe that's exactly the reason. Maybe this is their business play. Like maybe they haven't made enough sales off it because of all the bad press. And then they're like, "Oh, well, maybe this is our way of recouping some money." Yeah, but you're still spending money to continue to work on it. <laughs> yeah, like a whole year of continuing to work on it. That's not cheap. I'm sure they did okay. Quite a few people bought it. You bought it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It seems like they might have done okay just yeah. from the initial sales, and then they probably could have just stopped mm. and still been fairly profitable. But then maybe, is there a marketing problem? Like, how powerful is the idea that if they had abandoned it, leaving that somewhat sour taste in people's mouths, um, that when they next made a game, that everyone would just be like, oh, it's those guys. Don't believe a word they're saying. They probably could have just shut down the studio and made a new one with a different name if they wanted to I would just completely it. it. Yeah, but everyone would see that coming. It's like, John Murray's got a new studio. Don't trust their games. It didn't stop Peter Murray. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but no one trusts his games. So that that's still the same. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's still born. 21 cans or whatever. Haven't uh, really yeah. done anything since... Whatever goddess was. They failed to make 21 games. Mm. <laughs> they made two. That stupid cube thing was so dumb. At least that was had an element of being novel to it, even if it was just a uh, bubble wrap simulator with cubes. There was something to it. Yeah, I keep, kept thinking about maybe going back into No Man's Sky, but the trouble is that not in the patch, in all these patches, they haven't really fixed the one thing that I think is the most annoying thing, which is just like how incredibly boring, like upgrading the ship part, like the ship, the whole mechanic of how you have different modules in your ship and you can just expand the cargo over time and all that stuff. It's just like, I mean, everything else might be interesting, but uh, when you're when that's the like the main gameplay is getting the upgrades for your stuff like the gun and the ships and it's just like it's not really it's not really a system hmm. as i previously talked about it's like that's still the bit that'd be kind of boring in the end it's like, the- it's like what are you even building a base for presumably just to get resources to do those upgrades it's just like maybe or to build up the other vehicles and trick them out however that works yeah it's like if the ships actually mattered in any way and it might be more interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and also like you know, just uh, when you upgraded things like storage capacity, a bit of me should, was thinking, well, it's like no, you can't upgrade your storage capacity without it having some kind of visual impact or some well, kind that, of weight that's impact. Why the different ships should have been different? Yeah, because you should have had the bigger ships have more storage and have different slot layouts. Exactly, or, or unless you introduce a weird mechanic where like you're 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 like you you add like a I don't know. 
like a warp zone storage inside your ship. But in order to keep that running, you need to stay powered. Otherwise, like you lose all your gear or something if your ship runs out of juice at any point. You know, <laughs> if you your could, ship you runs out of juice, you're just basically screwed anyway. If you could get stuff to power it up. But, yeah, but like, that doesn't really, that's not really a, like obstacle. That's just what you're doing anyway. No, but I, I, I guess. But yeah, but they could have added that as a sort of uh, some sort of mechanic to it. And maybe that's not that effective. It's like, yeah, you've got, got a warp in here, but yeah, be careful. You can lose some stuff from time to time. Or it might come out mutated. So you have to fight it, don't they? <laughs> got some mutated guns. No Man's Sky! It's a video game. Somehow still a thing. Uh, I think the only other bit of news I've got is that Overwatch are adding a deathmatch mode. Which is a little weird, I guess. Are they? For a hero shooter, yeah. Weird. I would assume it's TDM and not straight DM. Because, I don't know, I don't know how you would make a straight deathmatch game with how its characters work. No, you probably couldn't. Because like, you couldn't play Mercy and do alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's an interesting one. I don't know how that... I'd... Off the top of my head, I'm not sure I can remember a class-based shooter just having straight up deathmatch. I mean, it must exist somewhere, but not in the modern run of hero shooters. You know, because they never did it in t- in well, unless you consider arena mode in in Team Fortress, a sort of deathmatch mode. That was still team deathmatch. <laughs> yeah, and also the summer games are back, so I should probably play some more Overwatch and get some skins, and see if I can actually see the new stuff that was added before. I still haven't seen that moon level. I've only ever, it came oh, yeah, up, the moon level. It came up once as the background for like the the, the main menu, <laughs> and that's all I've seen of it. Like I've not, I've never actually got into a game of it. Which is a bit of a bugger. I want to see what that's like. It was weird that after like, getting ahead of talking about stuff we've we've played, but after the Splatoon Splatfest where they had a new level, mm. it didn't immediately come back into the game. It's not been added to the rotation. No. So like, like maybe they weren't done with that. Level. Maybe that was actually like secretly testing. <laughs> I think they, I think they did do that in the original, like as in the the the, the original the original level the levels turned up in Splatfest as an introduction and then were tweaked slightly and then put into rotation. Mm. You forgot one more bit of news, did I? Yeah, that Sonic leaked. Oh yeah, yeah. People, leaked. Uh, Amazon sent out copies earlier. Apparently. Oh shit! Oh well, only a week early. And then the other thing that was confusing to me that confused me when I was talking to Rob about it is like it does come out next week, but not on PC because the PC version got delayed. Twenty yeah. ninth. All right, but we'll totally be playing that. Surprise! Might have to get that on the Switch. You can now. Ooh. You can now buy Res on PC. Oh yeah, that was the one I missed. Infinite, I missed that. In fact, yeah, yeah. Surprise shadow drop release. Surprise, get it on Steam, and you can play the VR mode on your Vive or your Oculus or whatever you have. Yeah, makes sense. They made a VR focused game. Only came out on PSVR prior. So you were doing a current run of supporting PC. Why not? Very nice. So I'll probably be getting that. Well, it just seems... have a copy of it. I know that the platform form won't. Go obsolete. Yeah, and it's the de- you know the definitive version. 
and did a little foundry have done their thing and checked out that it goes to obscene resolutions. With downsampling, or no, what's it called? Super sampling. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's downsampling, isn't it? Yeah, same, same thing, really. Yeah. Um, or if, we, if a monitor of that caliber ever exists, we saw it. <laughs> well, go to Japan, they have eight K monitors, don't they? I guess. Oh, well, yeah. Super high vision. Super high vision! I've only ever seen it in projector form, not in right. actual yeah. screen form. Like rear projection, is it? Or Yeah, uh, yeah, effectively. Well, no. My projector, projector. Right. I actually don't know. Oh. I suppose it doesn't matter whether it was rear or forward, it's a projector. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the quality of digital cinema projectors are they 4k um or are they 8k i i think it varies um i think like you can get 8k ones mm. um but i believe the majority out there are 4k right but actually not a surprising amount of film is actually only done in is actually only presented in 2k which really? is like 1080 um i think they they, they that gets mentioned Occasionally on the film podcasts I listen to. That's bizarre. Yeah. I can't like, imagine seeing a 1080p video on, on cinema. That must look pretty grimy. Yeah, it's oh, fucking massive. Well, I wonder <laughs> if they do something to it or like the, the source is that and then there's. Because theoretically, 4K processed. is the same, theoretically, roughly the same quality as a 35mm film, right? In theory. In theory. So I just saw Dunkirk in 70mm mm. film. Which would be 8K equipment mm. res. That was pretty good. We saw it in regular ass 4K. Yeah. Not even in IMAX, we saw it in regular. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, yeah, 70mm film mm. in Leicester Square Odeon. Nice. Yeah, so it wasn't IMAX, but you know, it's pretty good. I've seen three films in 70K there now. 70K. Seven, sorry, 70mm. <laughs> Because uh, I saw Interstellar there, which was in 70mm, which I didn't like very much. And mm. then um, the other one was The Hateful Eight. Oh, right. That was in 70mm. Hmm. Super pano vision or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. What was the... I can't remember what The Hateful Eight was. It was a Western, the, wasn't it? Or yeah, some Tarantino kind? Western. Ah, Western. Yeah, yeah. The one where... In the one where it's basically another one-scene film, effectively. Well, two. It's all one, yeah. <laughs> two seed, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, there's a long bit in a cabin. Mm. Yeah. Should watch that again. That was pretty good. Yeah, never, I missed that one. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. I missed it. Uh, I think that's all the news I've got, I guess. Like, a Slime Rancher finally came out. That's not news. I might play that eventually, because it's on Xbox. Box Live Gold at the moment. So, you know, grab it, get yourself some slimes. <laughs> and that's the news. And Industry Giant 2 <laughs> is available on <laughs> Xbox, Xbox Live, apparently. <laughs> it's oh, only £32. Oh my god, it's such a what a ridiculous thing. Except you have to get the expansion for another £8. £8. You don't have to get the expansion because even from what I... I never had it, but from what I read about it, even at the time, I was like, that's not... That's not worth it. That's not good enough. Mm. Right, what have you been playing? (laughs) Say what you've been playing. Well, 
not all that much, I guess. I don't know. It seems like another couple of weeks where I haven't been playing much, and then I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? What were you doing? <laughs> the, cl- the classic problem. How I have I spent my time? I have those weeks. I guess it's just usually a lot. Some days where I'm just like, I go into a hole, and it's just like, oh, shit, I, I accidentally watched all this shit from like five hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I feel like, and then I feel like actually physically bad, not just like mentally bad. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is, it's like if I ever get into reading a forum for like a couple of hours, that makes me feel physically bad as well. I'm like, oh man, I've got to stop reading this text. <laughs> you could do that. I, I don't think I could like maintain interest for that amount of time on a forum. Well, that's the thing. It's like you don't... It's not really necessarily maintaining interest. You don't realise that it's not that entertaining until you realise it's been two hours. And you're like, wow, I, that time went past really quickly because I wasn't really entertained by it. I wasn't paying that much attention, I guess. Quite easy to browse Reddit for two hours. Yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or certain image-chasing websites. Imgur. Yeah. just like... Piggybacks on Reddit though, doesn't it? Yeah. Originally, I don't understand how that managed to make its own network. Out of originally, it was just image hosting that well, worked. It's just because it's easier. To, it's easier to post comments about an image rather on than having to have directly. a friend that then implies like more complicated discussions. Usually, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, image comments just in a straight line then. Like YouTube stuff. Oh, YouTube has replies though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have nested. Yeah, Imager has nested replies as well. And it has like a rating system. So like high rated comments go up, I think. More Same as Reddit. Usually. Right? So yeah, basically. Oh, YouTube now has that, doesn't it? That's a bit weird. Well, I YouTube like has this comment. Of, yeah, YouTube has its like very specific likes yeah. to comments. But like, all of YouTube like... comments are universally shits. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I dislike this comment. <laughs> that would be a more useful thing. YouTube has that too. Well, yeah, but not not. It doesn't really get used. As yeah, well, not then. not in the same way. It's not like a plus and minus system exactly. No. <laughs> Downloaded to oblivion. Yeah, exactly. So games though. Yeah, games. Game. Um, the Rocket League tournament final still hasn't happened. That should happen before the next podcast. In theory, we're finally going to get to that. The final. Yep. And we're in- we're replaying the people we beat in the semi final. <laughs> Wait, what? How does well, that work? Because they went into the losers bracket and then they won the last game of the losers bracket. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. So it's rematch type. Yeah, it's in the bag. Well, except not maybe because we did have that the lag match where we exploited our European advantage. <laughs> sure. Really? Well, it's like we done it in a couple of the other matches where we just used European servers and didn't really say anything and most of the time and like some of the other teams didn't even mention it mm. but this team in particular seemed to have much worse pings than anyone else we played on the European servers so it's like it was really obvious to us and them that it was really bad so after the first match we were like yeah let's move to a US East server and make this sort of more even because evidently you're far enough away from the US East Coast as well to make it a, a closer balance right. between the things. Did it work? Yeah, and it was a more even fight than those other matches, but we still actually won all of them, so it wasn't a problem. So we'll see how that actually goes. And, you know, in the actual final, you've also got the West Coast involved because they won't want to stream it, so oh. they'll have their spectator in there as well. From the West Coast. But we're presumably still going to manage to be on an East Coast server at least. 
So we'll see how that looks on the stream to them, I guess, because they'll have West Coast to East Coast lag, and then the, the people we're playing will have mid to East Coast lag, and then we'll have Europe to East Coast lag. <laughs> Everyone will be lagging, basically. Brilliant. So we'll see what happens there. You know, still not actually sure what day that's going to happen or anything. It's just like sometime in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Solid organization, as always. How can they not schedule it? Well, in all the other matches, you had only were scheduling it between the two teams. Oh, I see. It, well, yeah, you know, it wasn't being streamed right. or anything like that. It was like, when when can you form a time when you're all available? But then, obviously, even for the final, where they want the streams, it's like now you have to be a bit, a little bit more like flexible in when you're going to do it. Like we might end up playing after midnight or whatever, hmm. which not a problem for me. Of course not. That's ideal for you. Yeah, exactly. That's when I normally be playing Rocket League anyway. <laughs> Rocket League after dark. Yep. So is that? Um, it's a new brand of uh, mint flavored confectionery. Indeed. <laughs> It's just a rip-off of Art 8, isn't it, after that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, after Dak. I don't think I've played much else on the PC, I guess, even though it seems like I should have. I mean, I played some more Minecraft-y stuff. Got to the point where where my second attempt at the Sky Factory got laggy again. Only that was much earlier on in this time. It's like, like maybe I'm starting to narrow down what it is is that causes the lag. Mm. Maybe it is these specific machines... So maybe I need to like look in the shit ton of mods and see if there's an alternative alternative machine I can use to do the same thing. Because <laughs> that is the thing about that mod pack is like it has an in-game item, the achievement book, which tells you like do this and then do this and then do this. Except it doesn't. It's not specific really. It's like make a cobblestone generator, but like you can make a cobblestone generator in the traditional Minecraft way, where you just have water and lava flow into each other and co- cobblestone appears, and then you just mine it. Yeah. But then there's also an actual item called a cobblestone generator, which is basically like that, but contained within one cube, and you just place it, and it just makes cobblestone. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's like that's what that actually means. So it's the same with a lot of stuff where it's like do this thing and it's like well if I type one of those words into the search box it brings up like 10 different items that are all called more or less the same thing from different mods at this pack it's like which one of these should I use try them all and then see if one of them is much cheaper basically hmm. like like when you find one thing that runs on energy and one thing that runs on no energy and you're like oh well <laughs> I guess I'll use the use the free one because that'll make it much easier. Won't have to run power cables all over the place. So, yeah. You think the achievement book would just tell you where the achievement comes from, like what mod it belongs to? Well, or is it not that easy to tell when you're in-game with several mods running? Well, also, I don't think I don't think some of the achievements in the achievement book are trying to be specific. I think they just, just like do it whatever way you prefer. Oh, I see. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like if you don't, and all you know that then runs into the problem of like sometimes the things aren't called the same thing. Where it's just like you can search for, if you're looking for automated farming, and you search for farm, it's like you might get the farming station, but you might not get the crop harvester. (laughs) I see. (laughs) 
So you kind of at some at some point just have to look through the entire unfiltered list of everything that's in there and be like, what do these blocks even do? <laughs> Try and work it out just from the name and maybe the tooltip text if they have tooltip text. If the mod has been kind enough to properly label everything. So yeah. And then I also Does that mean you could build your brand a brand new convoy harvester? Not exactly. And then give someone the key. Not exactly. You can make a harvester of some kind. And you can have keys. But the keys are for drawers. Mm. <laughs> you couldn't use it to lock a do- use a key to lock a door then and like on your convoy hamster no <laughs> and have someone drive it over a field it's weird I don't think I've ever seen a, a Minecraft mod that has like lockable doors <laughs> I think that would be something that would be quite useful for like when you're in multiplayer situations mm. I mean that is one of the types of key that you can use for the drawers which locks them so only you can access the drawer which kind of makes sense and there are like personal chests where it's like only you can access the contents and couldn't people just destroy the chest maybe but so even then you get another layer where it's like no it has protection where only you can destroy the block <laughs> welcome to my private quarters I've entered a lockable door so you can't get in huh? oh wait you just dug your way in <laughs> well yeah that is the classic problem of protecting shit in Minecraft where you're just like how how many layers of protection do you need at a certain point you're at like ad, server admin protection where it's like <laughs> no one can destroy these blocks but it's like built into the mod so you can just like point at a block and toggle it and it's like well now if you accidentally lose access to your mod privileges you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> and that also applies to like enemies where it's like these type of enemies that can destroy blocks it's like now we're having to come up with different kinds of blocks that certain enemies can't destroy so that they don't destroy the world by being spawned in by griefers <laughs> or whatever oh right of course I forget like randomly create stuff as well as just moving it about yeah so yeah and then I also played another save file on Minecraft where I was like let's go back to an actual sort of Minecraft world with only a few odds again so I played a little bit of that but yeah I kind of lost interest in that almost immediately because it wasn't modded enough I guess (laughs) I need a certain amount of complexity like every time I've tried to actually finish Minecraft for real in unmodded Minecraft, and I'm like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. And then apart from that, I guess I played some Splatoon, but not even that much of that, really. I played it more last week when in the run-up to the Splatfest and then the Splatfest at the last weekend. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you? It was all right, except I've, you know, pretty much every time I've played... Splatoon, I've just been annoyed by the team balance being terrible. <laughs> mm. So you can never seem to get on a balanced match. Yeah, it's like, I don't care if I lose, if the game was even, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care that much if I lose. But it's always exasperating to be like, what was my team even doing? <laughs> I get, in, a, in a weird way, that is actually sort of the one of the core problems of Splatoon's like, super casual approach to to multiplayer, you know, the, with the lack of chat and stuff like that, as it, almost being the standard that, you know, like, and, and although you have always had the map and you can see where people are spraying and stuff like that, there's always an element sometimes when you lose, it's like, well, what bit of ground did you spray? Yeah. And it's like, because of that, because of the way that game plays, you're most of the time not next to your teammates even, so you don't even see them for most of the match. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's just like they were off somewhere doing something, probably. Or maybe they were just standing in spawn. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they were off behind enemy lines doing sneak attacks. Which then all got erased in the last 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Standard procedure. So, yeah. But, you know, I played... I think I maybe prefer just playing Salmon Run, but, you know, that's not going to last that long. It's relatively you... limited, isn't it? Yeah. Moment, Salmon Run. So it's... Get gets boring in its own way because you're, there's only two maps and <laughs> there's only so many enemies. Mm. Although apparently in a patch at some point they made it so that the difficulty could increase further than it could. It's already pretty hard though, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess I guess they must have been recording the data and been like, wow, look at how many what percentage of people have already made it to max difficulty. <laughs> Why don't we just turn, let them go even higher? <laughs> mm. Although at a certain point it's like how many more enemies can they even spawn? <laughs> it seems like the math and the higher difficulties is like pretty much completely covered and like you've got so many boss enemies that it's already ridiculous. You can barely handle it. You're having to prioritise which ones to kill and people never get that right, I guess, because everyone has their own ideas about which one to prioritise mm. and that leads you to going too far by yourself and getting killed. Which are the ones to kill then? I don't know. That's why. That's why I mean. I guess it also kind of depends on what what weapon you have to want. Which ones you personally can prioritize, mm. which then can lead to its own problem where you're just like, "Why aren't you guys killing that thing? I can't do it, but you you guys need to go over there and kill that, please." Mm. <laughs> you're the one that can actually shoot that tentacle in an awkward place. Yeah. <laughs> well, not tentacle. Whatever the salmons have. Salmon fins. <laughs> salmon things. Salmonids. Yes. I keep. Oh, I always think that it should have been salmonoids. Yeah, I don't know why. Salmonoids. <laughs> salmonoids. But yeah, played quite a lot of that, relatively speaking. But now, now it can get even more difficult. Couldn't shouldn't they have been salmonlings to fit in with the uh, everything else being? I suppose they're not. Oh, I suppose they're not really humanoids. No, like, they're, they're, not, they, they're actually like fish. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm on. I'm, I'm on board with salmonids. Because it's like the Octarians and the Octolings. Yeah. They're different for some reason. However that works. Not specified. Do I explain why the uh, the Octoling host is there? No. There's, a, there's one page of the law that shows that she did a concert for the Octarians, presumably before she turned to the other team. It's like, oh, she was part of that society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a mystery. And there's also a bunch of pages about Mini Judd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's seems like from the lore of that, he's just another clone of Judd. Like literally. It's the exact same exact same cat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this world has cloning then? Well, not really. It's like it's it was it's implied that the cryopod that Judd was in also like had like a a cloning embryo of him as well. Yeah, right. So it's like you can also, if you're lonely, have this other cat <laughs> that's also you. <laughs> but one day, this still means cats will be extinct. I guess. Then you have the mystery of who is Mister Mister Grizz, the Grizzco guy, or the Rock, or whatever the heck that thing is. Well, it's the bear statue. Yeah. It's a grizzly bear. 
Hence, Mr. Chris. Well, I could never really actually make it out when I've been watching over your shoulder. It just looks like a brown lump. Yeah. Jiggles. Not very... It's the classic Japanese... St- we saw it in the Kazumari video. Oh, right. That, that bear thing. statue on, that in, on the girl's desk in school. Okay. Yeah. It's that exact... I mean, I'm sure that must be significant in Japanese culture somehow. <laughs> that we're not aware of. Because it's, it's the exact statue. And it's like, well, that must be famous that we don't know. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you have to collect all these salmon eggs? What's up with that? Yeah, what's it even for? <laughs> Are they powerful in some way? Are they like zapfish? Are they... What do they do? I don't know why, but like sometimes when I start the game up, the zapfish isn't on the tower. Because it's like once you save it, it's meant to be on the tower, but sometimes it's not. Oh. Mm. Mm. Don't know why. It's meant to hang out there. You save it by finishing Silver. Yeah. yeah. Except not, it's not even really referenced. It's just like, you're doing this whole thing to save the Zapfish. You save the little mini Zapfish things, zapfishes, whatever yeah. those are. And then at the end, it's just like, it's just kind of implied that you save the big one. Oh, right. Because <laughs> so the last boss it. has nothing to do with the giant Zapfish or anything. It's just like you're defeating the leader of the Octarians or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, that sort of happens in the first game as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the Zapfish was somewhere, I guess, and then you rescued it. <laughs> it came back. Or maybe all the small ones combined into it somehow. Because <laughs> right. it's also implied when, when you're doing the fights against the Octolings that the, the eight mini Zapfishes in that level somehow combine into, like, one regular, <laughs> regular small one. Mm. Who knows what the Zapfish biology is like? Where do those come from? What, what mysterious mutation, mutated race are they involved with? It's obviously some kind of catfish. Because hmm. you can see from the large zapfish, yeah. it has the whiskery bits and all that stuff. Don't some forms of koi just have that? Like carp? But some forms of catfish also have ele- electricity. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense, I guess. <laughs> carp cat? Yeah. Cat carp? So is that and Dan played some Splatoon as well because he's got it, and we played a, like one or two matches of local, which was weird, which didn't even work in the same room because of connection problems. Well, the first one worked perfectly fine. <laughs> well, occasionally said connection trouble, connection trouble or something. Unstable. <laughs> You've got troubles. Connection unstable, but yeah, oh, it yeah. works. Yeah. And we want, like, I want to play more of it in local before you leave because I want to find out what the mysterious one out of eight unlock is that you get. Uh, there's some kind of unlock tree. I mean, there's a reward tree like there is in normal Saturn Run if you're playing Saturn Run. Uh, it's like after 400 points, you get something. But there's also the mysterious thing in the shoal, the local multiplayer area, where it's like one out of eight. One out of like, eight. What, what is that? Page one out of eight. <laughs> we just don't know. Is that variants of game modes that you've played in the show? It doesn't look like it because it does like when it popped up after the match that we've successfully finished it looked like a kind of a stamp like it's going to stamp it off eight times and then you'll get something. Mm. But are there eight different game modes that you can play in the show? Or... No. no. It's only well like I mean I guess you can play all the different ranked modes but I still don't think that adds up to eight does it? <laughs> That's like five. Three. And yeah. then the sound run. Do they have because the, the other the multiplayer the I doubt they have it because it was rubbish. But like the first game, there was some sort of just balloon popping race. Yeah, I don't think that's in there. Mm. And then also finally got to find out what was going to happen about the end of the Splatfest and the Super Sea sales and all that stuff. 
it does appear to be exactly the same as the first game. And it turns out that I I hadn't inferred correctly what the text was saying. You don't get to re-roll the main stats of the clothes. The main stat slot is just fixed. Okay. The scenarios are just for re-rolling the secondary abilities that you've already unlocked or mm. adding slots to clothes that don't doesn't already have yeah. full. So is it like, a, rather than the trunk system, is it like, or the re-XP system you get from merch? Is this a... Uh... You know, just an instant re-roll when, yeah. you, when you use the snails. Yeah, it appears yeah. to just be just re-rolls all the slots that are already there to something else. Right. Yeah. So it's basically saving you from going through the saving the you from leveling. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because I was some I read a forum thread of someone complaining about it, as you do, because <laughs> 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 apparently the mains the brand of the clothes influences what secondary abilities it gets more often than anything else. So, like, you can't necessarily get the exact abilities you want just from randomly leveling up on a specific clothing brand. Oh. Uh, I mean, in some ways, you can then use that information to grind ability chunks. Like, if you get a piece of clothing that you don't necessarily like the look of, but on level up, it has a higher chance of giving you the ability you want, uh-huh. then you could grade the chunks off that and then use the ability chunks on a piece of clothing you do actually want to wear. <laughs> Theoretically. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, they were complaining about how it's like it's limiting you to things you might not like the look of just before the stats. <laughs> the classic problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're kind of stuck with that in. But then, part of me, when when it's that tied to the game, in some ways, it's like, if you're a really pro, I suppose you could look at the characters in the little intro and be like, all right, this guy's going to be doing this, because he's wearing that. <laughs> well, you, every time you die, it shows you what, they're, what, they, what they've got in their slots. Yeah. So I guess you only have to die once to find out. That's mm. if you're really good, you can just see it. I can see you're wearing those headphones. Mm. I mean, I did consider using some of the sea snails that I got to just add slots to some of the stuff that I thought was cool, but then it was just like, I, then I was thinking, I don't want to waste these without looking up what the, what stats these clothes can theoretically get from that list. Find out the secrets. So then I didn't actually spend any, but yeah, I don't really care about that at this point. And I also don't really... This is the other classic problem of the stat system in Splatoon, where it's just like, can you even notice it <laughs> at a certain point? I, I think I always noticed the majors, but yeah, the second, the secondary skills, I was never quite sure. I mean, the only the really noticeable ones in the major slots are the ones that are actually something that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, like the ninja squid and like okay, yeah, I used to use ninja squid a lot. And the like weird respawning mechanic ones and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you don't really want the those. Haunting. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Ninja Squid. Ninja Squid was quite useful. Not yeah. Having what was it the that that silent ink trails effectively or invisible ink trails? Not quite invisible, but yeah. Reduced. Yeah, Re- yeah heavily reduced. So yeah, if you're swimming about no one can really see you. It's quite nice. Plenty of times I've won a few fights by confusing people by swimming and they thought I'd gone somewhere else. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm just like, but if I just had the straight up stronger shot, straight up more damage. <laughs> would, would that I... have been better? Yeah. Who knows? 
kind of difficult to tell. I did a, watch a random video on YouTube of Splatoon 1. Right. Uh, in a ranked game of like these super highly leveled people, of course. Mm. But their, their entire team had every slot on their clothes with faster running speed. No, really? So they were just like, <laughs> just ran directly to the objective way before the other team could even get there. Huh. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. Huh. So, what that when, when everything's like that, that's noticeable then? That's, well, I guess. Because yeah. apparently the game did like a. Like diminishing returns thing, yeah. Right? Like I, you know, so if you if you stack the same slot with the same ability, yeah, you know it, it that that doesn't work to some. You know, it, it works, but not works as less. much as if as, as if you spread though, your yeah. yeah. If as if as if you spread your skills, you in theory get more of a boost. Yeah. In general, but interesting. It's interesting that it could buff it that much that it was noticeable. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to see that to be able to prove that it works. I guess mm. <laughs> to be able to be like yes, no, those skills actually do add up. I guess, but yeah, I wonder if the diminishing returns thing was like is like across different items of clothing as well. Like if you mm. if you stack yeah. major only the three slots per item that diminish, or whether it's all slots. Yeah, it's not totally upfront about those because you can't see the numbers. I guess no. With the ability stuff, you can't see exactly what it's doing. Which I kind of like. Because never in my time playing the game did I ever think things were unbalanced in the original Splatoon. It's like there was always a counter. And sometimes that was like, you know, you just weren't equipped to deal with a scenario. You didn't have the right crap. But it was... uh, um, But it still worked. It still was all right. You just wouldn't get involved with that particular player or that team. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like, all right, I can't, I can't really deal with you. I'll try and stay out of your way. And then the other thing that happened in the patch last night is they did put the umbrellas in, like I was complaining about before, as predicted. And what was the one missing weapon? Yeah. Is it the only missing weapon for multiplayer that's in single player? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was the only different weapon that you only got in single player do they seem like a viable multiplayer weapon like because you didn't think it would necessarily work well it well the the actual shooting part of it where it just fires like a shotgun is probably fine but then Mm. the other features I'm not sure have really that much use the firing the umbrella off and having it leave a precise trail behind it can be sort of useful if you want to advance really quickly because then it's like the roller situation because you're creating an exact path of your colour ink and it's moving faster than you do anyway could it be really useful on like on like more linear ranked game levels for instance yeah potentially to just get somewhere and also, you know, how effective is the shielding on that? Like, is that viable? Yeah, I'm not sure about how useful being able to stop people shooting you is. Mainly because, obviously, while you're doing that, you can't shoot them. <laughs> maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you're going full right art and just being distracted. <laughs> yeah. Shoot my shield while my teammates can get into a better position to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. I do like playing Reinhardt and just being a shield wench. Although, Which yeah. somehow, like you're just stood there with a giant blue thing and occasionally swinging an axe around, which is where I, which is where my Reinhardt game falls apart. Yeah, because melee. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, just standing there being a shield wench is actually kind of somehow they made that fun. I don't understand why. Maybe it's just the satisfying sound of bullets hitting it. <laughs> yeah, probably not as useful in Splatoon because you can't really shoot through your teammates. 
I find awkward sometimes even in like Salmon Run where it's just like I'm shooting something but then I realise I'm not actually shooting it because my yeah, teammate's yeah, standing yeah. in front of me <laughs> like move move aside yeah I think that was always a, always a thing because I think it's possible for you to have grenade bounces off people as well mm. off your own teammates where it's like oh no no that's not going to work yeah so that's that Splatoon. and then dad played it a bit as well yeah, I did. Yeah, I got I got Splatoon 2. But I've been playing the single player to get used to the controls, so yeah. I can't really report on the actual game. Uh, but it's quite a lot of fun so far. I put the motion sensitivity up to maximum so that I only had to barely tilt the controller to actually look up and down. Seems to work for me. Yeah, when I played it with your settings, that seems pretty suitable. Yeah. suitable, yeah. So whack that up to maximum. I was playing with the Pro Controller, but it seemed to work the same or just as well when mm. playing attached to the Switch. I mean, you'd have to tilt it quite a lot if you had it at a normal sensitivity when with the screen. I still actually, think, really they, I still actually think they could go a step further yeah, and have even higher sensitivity. I don't know what the limit is in terms of the actual controller fidelity, but anyway. Right, yeah. Yeah, it seemed to work. Uh, yeah, so just getting used to that, and I'll get into some regular matches and rank up so I can buy some shit. Buy some crap. Crap check. Crap check. Yeah, that's the plan. Some gums. Yep. Yeah. Where do you actually make your stupid picture? What do you mean? The posts? Yeah. There's a red mailbox looking thing outside the shops on the left hand side of the street. Oh, right. Oh, uh, right. Cause that's, what, that's what it was on the original as well. And how do you make them? Do you actually just draw them yep. with yeah. the touch screen? Yep. Yep. All right. So. so the people who do the really fancy ones will get like a. Um, well, one of those styluses, or there's weird ways you can hack it, basically. Using really? Oh, is there a hack pro- Programs outside the screen. Oh, okay. To convert images into pixel art and then, oh, but dot, then you by st- dot draw it on. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You still have to manually... Well, no, you don't have to. There's automated oh, really? dot by dot, like a dot matrix printer, but programmatically within a thing that you can then chip into the switch somehow. Oh, I wonder how that works. Right. That's a lot of effort to try and get an image into it. Yeah, because I've heard stuff doing it by people doing it by hand, and it taking a really long time. Mm. Yeah, can we all know that? Yeah, Splatoon, and is that you, Zeg? Yep. Cool. Well, I've been playing that. Also playing Zelda. I did the um, last, the Divine Beast, the camel one, yep. which was quite an annoying dungeon. It's okay. Yeah, I've the done three, that. Three, three rings that you rotate. Yeah, that was a bit slightly. Um, when, I mean, the more I think about those dungeons, the more I'm not sure which one I hate more. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they're the only big dungeons in the game. Yeah, I think that Camel One might have been the most annoying. I Camel One was annoying because it also you just fight the boss in the main in room. the room. Yeah, which like, is not to have a boss arena. Yeah, I think that might that have boss been... was quite the hardest one probably well, think, yeah. by I, far. I think that might have actually just been the worst boss though as well. It took me ages not, not to work it... out to do the magnesis trick on the. For the second stage of that, oh uh, yeah, because I figured it out it, yeah. it was going to have. To, I figured out fairly quickly it was going to have to be a magnesis thing. But yeah. actually, what you had had to do and like to try and get yeah. it to stab them without him lightening them out of your control. Like you have to find the one that he put down last to give you the most time. Right, to, to give you the most time. It, it just, and of course, like the arena is in that bowl, bowl shape, and it's yeah. like a little half pipe. Yeah, 
So, or, you know, full pipe, I guess. Yeah. And so it's just really awkward. Like, manipulating the camera was super awkward. It was to get quite, it to a, quite a difficult one. Yeah, it, it, I just thought it was bad, actually. Just mechanically didn't hang together. It's like, I, I get the idea. It, it, just, it just... Yeah. They just should yeah. have had a boss no arena. Fun. Yeah, it should have had a boss arena, like in the other ones. Yeah. It, it was just no fun. Yeah, it wasn't as good. But, yeah, and the dungeon itself, there was one bit that I, where I kept missing the stupid jump, and I'm not sure if I was doing it right, but you had to go into a giant rotating stone thing with two entrances carved into it and wait for it to take you all the way to the top oh, and right, then yeah. like jump off the edge of the side of the door to try and get um, oh no I did, it, I did it a very different way oh, I, I, a different I used, way to get to used, that. A, used a platform that I'd been standing on and rotated round to oh can you get to that that um well, That's I sort cool. of did the thing where you find a find a nook that you can sort of stand on, yeah. work your way around, and then rotate it to lift it up to so it's still in the right place to make the power connection, but you're quite high up. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And then jump from there. Yeah, because that that um, terminal itself is pretty high up. Yeah, because yeah, that's the one we actually have to do, just float through the doorway as well. Isn't it? There's one with like a oh. little walkway on it that you can sort of catch at a low angle. Yeah, yeah. And then you're okay. Anyway, I managed to figure it out in the end. So that one's fine. I mean, it looked cool when you're outside and it was stomping through the desert and stuff. Yeah, that was neat. Nice. Uh, and I quite enjoyed the sort of weird sand seal attack the feet bit. That was okay, <laughs> as those sequences uh, go. I found that kind of clunky as well yeah. because it was the, the sand seals were too difficult to actually control the speed of. Oh, well, yeah, because they yeah, have like just, a binary speed. Yeah, they've got one super boost and one just Yeah, slow. It, was, it was too easy to just float outside the, the, the protection the zone. zone. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I can't turn around to get back in this. Catch me up. Catch me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the first two feet really easily, but then they kept obscuring themselves to get to the last <laughs> two. You had to basically leave the protection zone in order to get up to the feet and buy them up. Yeah, but that was fine. Uh, yeah, so that means I've just got, I've got like 99 shrines now, so I just have to get last few shrines. Only one more. And then I'll be uh, good yeah. to go. To get, I've got a whole bunch of shrine open shrine quests, so I know where some of them are at least for sure. You got 99 shrines, but the remaining 21 ain't one, ain't done, ain't done. Yeah, yeah, okay, that works. Yep, they will be. Yeah, so, um, and I haven't seen any of those Yiga clan turn up yet, but I'm sure they will. Um, yeah, but yeah, carrying on with Zelda. We'll get there eventually. Uh, and that's all I've been playing, I reckon. Mm. Is that true? Yes. Nothing but Switch. Yep, nothing but Switch. Nothing but Switch. All Switch all the time. So I'm going to take over Zelda with some Splatoon 2. Alrighty. And I'll probably get Rez. And we'll probably get Rez, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like 20% off until 26. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, but then there's, the, there's always the question looming over my head. It's like, oh, but now it's on Steam. What about Steam sale price? What have you been playing, Rob? I've been playing a lot of things. Uh, I've been playing some game. So after we made that video of Deadbolt, I've played a little bit more of it since then. I've probably played about as much of it in terms of content as we did in the video it just got quite hard and I obviously wasn't playing it in the video Zach was playing it so I went yeah. in I just I didn't actually replay those levels I just went in from there yeah and uh, I find that game quite difficult um, 
And that's intentional because it's got that Hotline Miami vibe to how it plays. You know, things you just die in an instant if it goes wrong. Um, and respawn immediately. Yeah. And then, but you respawn at the start of the level. There's no like level checkpoints. You've got you've got to do right. a level in one run, which does get a little bit irritating as the levels get bigger. Yeah, and as some of the some of the behavior isn't always entirely predictable. It's mostly predictable. Don't get me wrong. It's like they do, the enemies do seem to follow the same patterns. If you do stuff exactly the same way, the re, the way they will react to it is the same. Right. But you know, Miami doesn't do that quite a lot. No, and, the AI in that is terrible. But but also like it's it's. Um, you know the subtle, subtle differences sometimes can make who hears what you do change, and therefore they will react and yeah. differently and catch you out. And yeah. um, and and sometimes you know, like as the enemies get stronger in that game, they take more shots to down. Some of the more effective close range weapons start to feel a bit more random. Like there are times where I've used the shotgun, for instance, and just unloaded into a guy, and I know that a full shot is going to kill them. But it's like, oh, wait, no, a single shard from this shotgun has mysteriously missed because mm. of spread. And it's like, oh, now I'm in a lot of trouble. And it's like, oh, but it's like, oh, there have been times where I've been right up in someone's grill and the shotgun hasn't been enough to down them. And it's like, well, great. Um, now I've got to replay this incredibly long level to get to that point again and have it hopefully work this time. Oh, it's worked this time. Okay, great. Mm. Um, so so th- there's a bit of that. Um, there's also a bit of trial and error sometimes just trying to figure out the route you need to take like, but that's inherent to that style of game I guess it's like mm. you can't you can't always just figure it out um, uh, yeah it's it's just it, it is hard I do like I kind of like its style I like its music and I like its um, premise I think some of the things that some of its mechanics are pretty dumb like basically audio is always radial it's not really room or open door based right right so it's like you know people above the floor above you might hear something that's gone and where someone across the room might not have that's quite dumb yeah that gets quite frustrating because like sometimes you'll get caught out by someone potentially off screen on a different floor heard what you did and they've come down the door and just murdered your face like because you don't really have a walking through the up the, up and down the stairs animation, you just you pop just up and pop, pop down, which you yeah. can use to your advantage in spots. Like I use I use it quite a lot to just lure enemies towards me. Like I'll pop up the stairs so they go oi, and then then I'll go get in cover downstairs and shoot them as they come through the door. Yeah, classic. Um, and sometimes I don't think the knock mechanic is quite as long a range as you would want. The knock mechanic seems to be the one thing where it isn't radial audio. Oh, great. And it seems to only affect people in the room. In the room, right? Yeah, and it's uh, and so, so so when you try and use that to your advantage, like to be like, all right, no, I'll just use a radio and draw the guy from upstairs just behind this doorway, and it, like that'll work, right? And it's like, no, that totally doesn't work. Um, but if you're willing to waste a bullet, you can sometimes do that to yep. lure, lure people. Um, Get them away. You know, it's little little things like you, you eventually come across a uh, an enemy where, where their soul isn't in their body. So you kill the body, but then you have to go and kill the soul capture, otherwise it will come back to life eventually. Mm. Um, and you can't just punch those. You have to spend a bullet or use a melee weapon to destroy those. And it's like, well, why? I'm right. I'm st- standing right next to it. Why can't I just punch this thing without having to waste a bullet if all I'm carrying is guns? Mm. You know, that, that seems like a, like a slight oversight, mm. but very slight. I'll, 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 I'll give that one a pass. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's an intriguing little game. It's like I I do find it kind of interesting. I do find it compelling that he's stick with a problem until I solve it, mm. despite all of that. 
Um, and like I said, I think it's got a good soundtrack. I think it's got quite a good look, yeah. as basic as it is. Although, you know, <laughs> my, my one complaint with the look is you spend quite a lot of time in darkness because mm. you're turning off the lights as you go. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, sometimes most of what you need to deal with is, you know, a bit murky. Uh, which is a shame because then it doesn't sort of highlight some of what's going on. You know, like the blood splat on the wall has done quite well. It, again, sort of quite Hotline Miami, but it's like, you know, we have a bit of gravity physics going on. There's some, uh-huh. it sounds horrible, but there's some nice spray, like blood uh-huh. sort of, it, like entraily trails of like blood that goes across the room occasionally that are quite nice. Um, oh, and I wish they changed the button from going into vents to picking up weapons so it was on a different button. <laughs> Because it prefers to pick up a weapon rather than go in a vent. So if you like, want to escape, it's right? like I'm running away. I'm running away. Oh, oh I oh. just picked up a hammer. <laughs> then instantly died. Yeah. And the levels where it surprises you with reinforcements can be a pain in the ass. Because it's like, oh, like three more cars full of people have just turned up, and it's like, oh, but there's no resources left on this level. How? How? What? What are we going to do now? And I like, you, I didn't know that was covered. Uh, yeah. But, you know, for a for, for small-scope indie game, it's kind of all right. Worth a punt. I'm going to play Gunpoint instead. <laughs> I guess that might be better. It's a different focus, isn't it, Gunpoint? Gunpoint is more strategic, I suppose, than, than I mean, this. It's, it's sort of the same, except in Gunpoint, ideally, you're not killing anyone. <laughs> right. Yeah, where's this You're just trying thing? to move around them by the strategy. By holding them, them up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the the main focus on Deadbolt, I think, is actually just time. Do the level fast. Um, yeah, nice, cool little thing. Uh, what else is going on? I think I've taken a little bit of a break from AG races, so I won't talk about that this week. Um, <laughs> no more F-Zero. Uh, you know, I did play a little bit of F-Zero GX, but... Uh, um, still occasionally struggle to find the ideal way to play that on Dolphin. I tried running it through my TV and the, the lag was weirdly noticeable when running it through my TV and it's slightly less so when playing it on my monitor. So yeah, that, that you know, I sort of didn't, maybe that's not the way to play it. I found a, um, a, um, a GIF on my computer, which is a comic, an animated comic that Zach has made in the Weeble and Bob style, combination of his style and Weeble and Bob style. That was just you and Zach, and so it's like low, low Bob, low. You yeah, have F zero. It was F zero based. <laughs> I do vaguely remember that. Just the low Bob. Low. You have F zero. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Does that, does that comic go anywhere other than that? Of course, <laughs> mostly F zero based. Okay. So the, the joke is the hot is the concept, not the actual joke. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I guess. Uh, what else did I play? Help me out here. Oh, yeah. Let's, I carried on with my visual novel nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and I started playing the sequel to Fault. Oh, no. Fault Milestone 2. Above. Above what? Don't know. Don't know yet. I've only, I've, only, I've only played, like, just over an hour into it. Uh, I will say one thing for it. The intro to well to, to this episode is pretty strong, actually. And it, it puts a 
pretty interesting concept down <laughs> that I assume will be forgotten <laughs> and we'll move on to doing something else. Uh, as seems to be the way of fault. Like, like here's, here's the main story, Fred, in, in the um, intro. Now do something, something else for the remaining couple of hours. Um, so I think that's where this is going. <laughs> Uh, but it is presented a little better than the first one. Like they do more stuff with the visual side, um, uh, you know. And there's a fa- there's a fairly neat trick in the promo that in the intro that they do visually. Um, uh, a little bit reminiscent of Arkham Asylum. Let me let me say that. Mm. There you go. Um, yeah, they do some stuff, which is cool. I was like not expecting that. Well done. Uh, yeah, and they they they're just the the sort of elements of the presentation seem to have stepped up a notch, and then and it seems this time they're doing like a two threaded storyline where you're following, um, you're following one group and you're also following a different group throughout this. So that that will probably help the pacing a bit, keep it a bit more interesting as you go through. Mm. So anyway, there's that visual novels still. <laughs> might as well carry on. With the, 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 <laughs> might as well carry might on. As well carry on. Classic. Uh... So I think I don't Broke. think this is the end of the story, and they haven't finished the fault storyline. And the next episode isn't a continuation; it's a prequel, weirdly. Mm. So I will probably not get satisfaction out of this, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it Just is. Carry on and on. Just carry on. Anime in words. <laughs> What's that? Uh, just. Soundtrack to visual novel. Soundtrack to visual novel. <laughs> it did have like a um, when the like main antagonist was about. There was that like some some shredding guitar going on. It was gnarly. <laughs> Actually, I'll get the soundtrack's kind of all right in mm. that thing. Uh, yeah. So what have I been playing? I guess I only really want to talk about Nier. Let's talk about Nier Automata yeah. then. Uh, I'm only a few hours into it. The JRPT slash action game. Yeah. From Platinum Games. From Platinum Games, yeah. Everyone has been talking about that has a real interesting narrative for it, especially if you stick with it past its quote-unquote endings that aren't really endings. They're just sort of chapter... Cha- I suppose in a weird way they're like chapters in this game, I guess. Um yeah, but, you know, incredibly long chapters. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a few hours into it. it. I think the combat plays quite well. It's not. It's interesting that they've basically taken the Bayonetta thing of you always have guns, but that that's a viable strategy. That, you you know, like just having your gun firing all the time and not getting involved close range. Yeah, if you want to, you can do that most, some of the time. Like mm. not, not, not many of the enemies are impervious to, to your bullets. And unlike Bayonetta, your bullets do a bit more damage here. So, you know, it's a, it's a strategy. And weirdly, the game likes to go a bit bullet hell every now and then. Yeah. Like forcing you to use the bullet strategy. Mm. And, uh, you know, the game actually opens in a straight up shmup. Like you're, you're flying through the sky, shooting oh. things. And that's how it opens. Okay. Uh, not what you'd expect. No, not at all. But, like the, the whole thing is actually just a series of surprises at the moment thus far like you know it goes into the hacking game for the first time and it's like what's going on what, what am I doing alright oh, now it's a twin stick okay <laughs> it's it's kind of bizarre but kind of cool mm. 
um, you know, you beat the first boss over the head with its own giant mechanical arm that actually visually looked a bit like how Bayonetta fights with hair arms, giant hair arms in some parts of some combos. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. It's a, it's not, 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 not perfect on the PC. There are some problems. Hmm. Um, you know, getting it to run occasionally is an issue, but that might be my PC, not the game. Um, uh, and it has frame rate issues doing some cutscenes. Yeah. somewhat unnecessarily there have been moments where there's not been a great deal going on on screen and it just suddenly grinds to a halt yeah maybe it's a stream loading problem not sure but then it always seems to speed up at just in time for the gameplay you know mm. um, so that's a bit odd um, you know some of the dialogue is a little bit Japanese, let's put it that way. It's, it's a very Japanese game, right? This it's got all the normal tropes, like you know, occasional bit of voice acting, occasional bit of text, lot of quite a few menus. Um, Japanese, very Japanese character designs. Sometimes pulling from Gothic Lolita, sometimes pulling from Metal Gear. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's yeah. kind of all over the place, and I kind of like it because it's all over the place, mm. Mm. stylistically. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. I'm kind of I'm fascinated at the moment. It's got some it's just some real interesting things about it. You know, like the uh, uh, I was telling, talking to you about this earlier, Dan. But the whole like the plug-in chip thing is kind mm. of cool mm. in the sense that they don't just stop at like oh your chips are just your abilities and just the power-ups and stuff like that. No, there's a chip for your HUD. Like every element of the HUD has a chip that if you want you can take off <laughs> and free up a little and free up a chip space. It's like it's crazy. Like, oh, I don't want to see how much health I have. That's fine. <laughs> you can do that. It's nuts. <laughs> but but it's kind of world building, you know. You're an android, so why not? Look, apart, although the option to remove your operating system, which causes you to die, is kind of dumb. But you know, that's quite funny. It's it's it's, it's just filled with that kind of stuff. Just that that silliness. Mm. Um. It's also like I don't think it's really that explained exactly. Like so, like your character to be is very straight laced, very on mission, very stuff like that. But every other android I've met in this thing seems to be kind of kind of aloof, kind of goofy, kind of hmm. or you know like very uh, filled with personality. Yeah, okay. Which is a little strange. It's like oh, but the androids are here to do a mission and they're here to do this thing, and then but they have to be all goofy. But then everyone's real dumb. <laughs> Like, you know, you're getting you're getting talked to by your operator, uh, you know, who are like the the people in front of computers, mm. um, uh, which is a bit weird for an android. You know, an android sat in front of a computer being an operator. But all right, whatever. Let's that'll go with it. Um, but they're like, you know, they've sent me emails about having their horoscopes based on Jupiter's storm spot. You know, right? Weird. And then describing it as a bunch of crap. You know, it's like they're androids. <laughs> It's really weird. It seems to play with this a lot, which makes me think that this narrative, there's a number of, it's signposting that the narrative is going to go in a very specific direction or one of a few very specific directions. And it's going that way now, but Mm. telegraphing it way in advance. But I think that might be the trick that it's telegraphing this stuff. And then there'll be a fake out. Yeah. Well, given sure given what out. people have been saying about this game's narrative, I don't think 
the obvious is exactly what is that is it's going on is where it's at yeah so I'm enjoying it thus far I do I do think they the, you know, the visuals are really nice in spots but I think also very sparse in others like mm. the the first city you land in seems kind of plain like I don't know what happened to like human history or something in this world but you know the, the, the buildings they frequented were just rectangles mm. and all the same and yeah it, it, you know, the game purposely presents itself in a kind of washed out color palette as well which mm. isn't all that appealing in 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 some in, ways when when playing yeah yeah i don't know the, the de- i know it's a look but the, the but i'm not sure desaturated is a particularly great look mm. um it, you know it's like having the old school hdr filter turned on a little bit <laughs> a little bit mm. Um, but there are some nice particle stuff going on, you know. I think I think it's relatively easy to see what's going on. Um, they should have just made a chip for that. Take out, what, the, take HDR out the HDR mode, <laughs> improve your vision. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things the game does early on is it puts you for a maintenance like routine and has you mucking around in the menu, but it's all guided, like as if it was just part of your routine maintenance of like running your systems. It's like it makes you do a brightness check. Mm. and stuff like that it's like all right but it, but it all words it as in like oh we just need to make sure your cameras are working fine mm-hmm. um uh, and your sensors are doing and there's a there's a whole speech recognition bit because this is all appearing as text right while you're muck- mucking around with it and then it goes all right we need to need to um up your voice recognition systems which then forces you to go to the audio options to turn up the voice volume right and, th- and then as you're as you raise it you can hear 9s um, your maintenance buddy talking to you and stuff like that. It's, like, it's kind of neat world building. Mm. The menus aren't just menus. The menus are part, a part of, of you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I like the cut of its jib. I really do. Um, I hope it goes places. And I hope it doesn't drag, which is I think is what's got some people down with some of like like right. the first the yeah, first three storylines sound like they might be a bit of a drag, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, cool. cool, cool thing, cool thing. I'm intrigued. Not regretting my purchase yet. <laughs> sure, we shall hear more about near in the future. Near. Any videos coming up? Uh, so we've got another Katamari in the hopper. No, 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 no. no. Watch that no, on our YouTube no, channel. No, no. Yeah, uh, part three uh, of it, of that is coming. Put it in the content hole. Put it in the content hole. Yeah. Fill your content. Cosmos. Fill your content hole with balls of crap. And uh, what else we got? Well, we also did Dead Core because we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves and thought we need to build up a bit more of a buffer zone. So we so we recorded. <laughs> well, we, we need recorded, to have a buffer zone again. Yeah, so we we're recorded all the way a bit to more. D. We're in the D's. You're yeah. four into twenty six. Wow. But then, like you know, at the rate I buy humble bundles, like that, we'll be able to go back to A at the end of this whole route and <laughs> well, still yeah, have stuff yeah, to do. Of course, we'll be able to go around. Regardless of what bundles, you'll just be able to do that anyway. Yeah, there'll be games. There will be games. There will be games. Right. Uh, yeah, so Dead Core will be going up probably in a month's time. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out, listeners. A month from now. Yeah. Just the 12th of whatever the fuck the month is. Oh, yeah, yeah, August. <laughs> yeah. That was a callback to me fucking up the start of the podcast. Hi, all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so I guess when I finish playing Dead Bolt, I'll probably go and play some Dead Core. All the Deads. Dead Awesome. Maybe. Dead Good. Dead. Dead. Yeah. 
Just dead. It's dead, mate. It's dead. <laughs> that one's bad, though. It might be dead. Yeah, might be dead. I haven't said it. I haven't said anything to the quality of that game. It might be dead. We shall find out. <laughs> the cubes. Anyway, okay, that's the end of this podcast. I think so. Yeah. Unless we've got any more hilarity to end with, because we're all in the same space. Normally, when we're all in the same space, that creates extra hilarity. But I think we've all been lacking. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us next time for a more remote style of cast. Yeah. 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 Normal service will be resumed. Yeah, boy. Thanks, guys. <laughs>